You said Dire Tide was annual. Valve treats their customers terribly. Where's Dire Tide? It's November 6th, 2013. This is Idle Thumbs 131. I'm, I'm Chris Remo. I'm Jake Rodkin. And uh, we're joined today by Jeff Green. Hi. Hi, hey, Jeff. We've known you for years and you've never been on this podcast. I've never been on the show. Did you never want me on this show? That's basically what's going on. Okay. Do you we, want me here tonight? Because I could leave now. <laughs> <laughs> basically, we just ran out of things to talk about and people to have on. And we're like, uh-huh. well, I guess that I guess guy. Jeff, finally. Right. It's down to <laughs> me. So this is basically like reliving elementary school when they pick teams. And <laughs> yeah, you were, you were picked last for Idle Thumbs. I was, yeah. That's, that's like being picked first in a lot of other things. <laughs> we, what uh, does that mean? How does that hold? Okay. The thing was, I didn't think that through at all. <laughs> well, I wasn't even picked last in in uh, elementary school. I was the guy you picked like by default after they picked last. Right. <laughs> then, well, I guess we get green, right? You know, oh. so they didn't even have to pick me. So that's what this is, right? Uh, I bet Vanman was picked first. Probably. Who was the first guest you ever had? Oh, good question. I think it, well, it was either Brad Shoemaker or Chris Kohler or... It was one of those guys or Chuck Jordan. I think it was Brad. Yeah, I think it was Brad. Because that was when the new Xbox experience launched and we all went to that press event with the trivia Oh, stuff. yeah. Oh, right. It. I think that, yeah, because I think the day, like, we were talking about how we started a podcast and we released an episode and it was really suspicious and does he want to come be on our second one? Yeah. <laughs> Brad, like, that guy went anywhere. Yeah, Brad right? Shoemaker. Yeah. Well, we gave him his start. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You're actually... So is that it? Yeah, yeah, thanks for being on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. It's, it is weird, actually, that we haven't had you on before because you are uh, a podcasting uh, luminary, in fact. Uh, oh, we did pick Sean Elliott before you. Oh, you did? <laughs> yes. And he couldn't make it? No, he actually has already been on the show. Oh, he's been on? Months ago. I yes. didn't know that. Yeah. He didn't even let me know. Well, of course, I didn't listen either, so there you go. Yeah. But no, I mean... Uh, <laughs> CGW GFW podcast is probably the thing that you I know Chris listened to infinitely before starting out of thumbs. I didn't listen to it. <laughs> so it's, anyway, it's, it's we're all friends years. here. We're all friends. It's been five years since that ended. So it's been five years since this started. Coincidence? Uh, uh, no, perhaps not, not at all. Yeah. Spoiler. That podcast shutting down was really helpful for us. Yeah, getting an it, really audience. Was, it actually really was. <laughs> the number of people in early Idle Thumbs threads who were like, well, I need something to listen to now that now that GFW is gone. I guess I'll try this thing. <laughs> that was like a significant that force. Okay. Well, you're welcome. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Should yeah. I, should we go back and do the obvious thing and you can talk about what you what you are? <laughs> what what I what who, I am? Who's going oh, what on? I, where I who I am? Yeah. Or where where I am? I don't know if we have yeah, to. I mean, I guess you could. It's funny. Sean Elliott was saying recently, like how a lot of people he works with have no idea he was ever a oh, journalist yeah. or like on podcasts or yeah. anything. Yeah, so, I mean, I suppose it's conceivable 
that there are people listening to this who, people, wouldn't, who wouldn't know you mid JFW podcast before. Although it, I can't imagine that's a high number of people. Most people don't. I mean, people who know me know me from that. Like they don't know me from PopCap or Yay. It's either they know me from that or they don't know or care who the fuck I am, <laughs> which is fine. Yeah. But, you know. Well, I knew you. I knew you as remembering you from the as the editor of CGW itself. Right. For actually, I think years before I found your podcast. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and of course, we've talked about this before on GFW and at the two reunions we've done is that that was like the last thing we did the podcast before everything got shut down. Right. For years and years, we did the magazine, which we were never like, quote unquote, I don't want to say famous because that's that's too much, but like known for or recognized for in public or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was the podcast that did it, even though we were magazine editors and writers and that's how we self-identified. Yeah. But then somehow this podcast got bigger than the magazine itself by the end. Well, it's, right. it's, it's just personality forward. Yeah. yeah. You can be you're yourselves and not yeah. just – the words on the page. Yeah, it was it was very liberating to do it. And as we all know, I mean, and everybody knows now, it's like a fun thing to do. I mean, you guys, the Bombcast. I mean, I think it is a really great way to uh, for listeners and gamers to just like get this information in a super raw way. You know, I mean, I loved the magazine when I was on it and I felt like we were good writers. Yet this kind of conversation tends to bring up stuff that you would never actually say. Well, actually, paper. a crazy example of that is Patrick Klepek does all the – he you know he does a ton of interviews at Giant Bomb, but then he also yeah. just syndicates them on the Interview Dump Truck podcast where he just right. puts his tapes out as well, which, right. is, which is crazy. Yeah, but awesome. I'm sure right. that's – like it's just a totally different oh, feel totally. for what the material is. Right. I reading of that. You know, I, I – uh, <laughs> my experience when I was a writer and I would I would go to game companies and do interviews, I always taped them because I was like yeah, half, I did, pay, I did, half I did paying too. attention yeah, yeah, at the I time. You know, I'd be like, whatever. Well, it's it, just about the, the talk and not just about – Right. Yeah. But I, I would also take notes. And I realized after a while that when I was taking notes, when I was actually starting to write the article, m- what I wrote down was like all the mundane shit. Like, ah, eh, there's 25 new enemies. There's <laughs> whatever. But the the stuff that w- was – And that stuff's all secretly just in the damn It's all released anyway. anyway but yeah. I, that's what yep. I'm writing down. Yep. But the juice, like the great stuff that they were saying – it was just like the off comments that I didn't write down because yeah, in my head, absolutely. at that moment, they were off comments. But when I would listen to the tape, I'd be like, that was gold, what he just said there. Like, that's totally going in the article. Yeah. I remember he going – He just said the thing that sounds really good and then gets him in trouble with his PR Exactly. <laughs> so I'm putting that in for sure. Yeah. Yeah, no. I remember like having a really conscious, like changing awareness of what the point of an interview was because in game journalism, you you really are like trained, at least in a certain kind of game journalism, you're trained to – focus on that stuff. How many weapons, how many levels, yep. blah, 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 blah. And I remember like realizing over the course of a few years, like that's not actually interesting at all. Like you can find that any information anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like even in the other 15 interviewers that were conducted at the same event at which yep. you conducted that interview. Yeah. Um, and I remember having to like, I remember doing all kinds of stuff, <clears throat> like just refusing to do interviews if it was with, uh, someone who wasn't actually directly connected to the game. Like yeah, I would like right. start just putting in like, I would start just being kind of a butt about it. And then uh, I like, I don't know. I, I, we would, I always ended up doing, I ended up doing these like long kind of free ranging wacky interviews where we just talk mm-hmm. about all kinds of stuff. And that's the best. And I was stuff. kind of, yeah, I guess I was lucky to be in a position where I was allowed to do that. But um, it's a thankless task, I think for, for a lot, of, especially for things like previews and cover stories. Or oh whatever. God, like you have to play yeah. the, the, you know, the freaking, you have to, do the thing that PR wants you to do or you don't get the story, mm-hmm. you know, and yet 
you can't win with fans who are critical of that stuff. You know, gamers who are, are savvy to those kind of articles just know that basically you're, this is just a PR job. You don't feel that good about it yourself. The only people who win really are the PR people because they're getting free advertising for their game. Like you can't be critical on a preview, right? Because yeah. it's not fair because well, yeah, pre- the game's previews, not done. Previews is like a basically a pointless category of thing as far as I'm concerned. Totally. Like, I mean, I understand like I understand why they exist, but I it's man, it's such a it's such a lame form of writing for the most part. In that same the same way about interviews and recordings and stuff, video existing as a staple of games journalism is probably good in that it's I imagine supplanted a ton of the burden of preview writers. I think you're right. Mm, yeah, totally. Just Right, you'll just live like, stream that stuff anyway. Yeah, or like, right. all the live stream, but they just, really they just yeah, straight yeah, yeah. tape. It's so much yeah, yeah, yeah. better. I mean, like totally Giant right. Bomb's Quick yeah. Looks and uh-huh. everybody oh, else who does that yeah. stuff. I mean, yeah, well, that's what, a Quick Look is like an actual interesting format. Like, there's an idea behind it. Yeah. You get a preview. So many of the, like, standard... This is the section, by the way, where we just talk about how Giant Bomb has solved games journalism, apparently. <laughs> oh, I guess so, right. <laughs> that's well, like, well, the interesting thing is, like, they're... Well, they take a lot of just, like, the very traditional categories of video game coverage, right? There's, like, other current interesting kinds of game journalism that are yes. like right, going right, in totally right. different directions than Giant Bomb does. All the straight like but rogue like, content you yeah, need to have. But they there. sort yes. of just like rethink the basic format of it and mm-hmm. are like, well, what's the actual interesting version of this instead of just the obvious version? Like it's amazing when I think about how many hours of my life Ugh. I spent just doing like like a, basically applying almost no brain cycles to like, yet another piece of content because you just know exactly how it is. Like you know exactly how it goes because it's like all the other versions of this and then it Starting to become conscious of that and actually like trying to not. The last sentence has to be a pun on the game name. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like just there's all kinds of just nonsense (laughs) things like. (laughs) God. The the, the classic headline where something like comes to. Sonic spins to iOS. Of like the verb of what the character (laughs) does in the game. Right, right, right. God. Bionic Commando grapples on to sales. Uh, Alice O'Connor at Shaq News is hilarious with that because she will just. Like abuse that. She to knows such an that extent. it's hated, yeah. and then it's just so ruined. she'll just she'll yeah. just take a word that is like utterly nonsensical, <laughs> like from the game title or something, uh-huh. and like you know, new cod duties its way to like. I mean, that's not nearly as <laughs> yeah, funny as the thing she would write, but like you, you know, just just something really absurd. Yeah, yeah. Not to toot my my own horn about it, but when I wrote a, a, a column, uh, a Greenspeak column one month in CGW, which was. The cudgel of Xanthor, oh yeah, I which then that. became the 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 novel I sort of wrote and never released because it's <laughs> shitty. But it was a column that was it was in the on the back page of the magazine, and it was basically I tried to write the the most cliched worst game preview I ever could. I like I, I took every cliche of bad game journalism preview writing and I put it together in this fake game. And the point was to be funny. And the amount of mail I got from people that were like. Man, I never even heard of this game. No, when it was, it was insane to me. Yeah, I was like, right. I couldn't have made oh, the sound sounds, shittier. Sounds awesome. Like, I specifically didn't say anything about the game. So why aren't you kickstarting that right now? Like, I what? know I should be. Huh? <laughs> Beloved franchise returns <laughs> from page ninety six of that yeah. <laughs> of computer gaming world. Yeah, yeah. We got the rights back from Ziff Davis. <laughs> Ziff <laughs> Davis, who now owns IGN, I think. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yes. Does GameSpy is GameSpy still a thing? Is I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. I can't I remember. Know. I thought that GameSpy might have like maybe they, maybe they are like, folded like, as away. the technology. Maybe. I like, don't think the GameSpy browser is still. Well, but the GameSpy multiplayer networking was used for years. That's true. 
I forgot about that. Maybe not anymore. Maybe it's dead now. Maybe you could license it for this game that you're going to kickstart. <laughs> Get the band back together. <laughs> yeah, and then EA can buy it. Well, just you know, Ziff Davis can throw that in along with the rights to the game. <laughs> if Ziff Davis bought EA, my life would be complete. It'd be like you <laughs> that know, that would be the full Ouroboros. Yeah, it would so be a, just a, a circle. You know? Yeah, yeah. Have you guys played any games at all? <laughs> you son oh, of a bitch. Oh. Right? <laughs> I am. Oh, we weren't supposed to bring that the, up. Yeah, no, yeah. we haven't been playing on this games. video game podcast. What, what? What? No, I am fully in the grip of Spelunky. It's terrible. Like, and I know I can't. I was really watching you do a Spelunky it. like levels of the day. It seems like three months ago. Well, actually, I know exactly how many, how many, how long ago it was because I've been numbering them, and I think I just did like my fiftieth or fifty-first. Okay. So you're coming so, up I, on two months. I'm coming up two on months. two months. Yeah. So okay. that's been, but it's I haven't missed a day. That was. I think my first daily challenge was my first one of those, and I haven't missed a single day since then. So I'm, yeah, I almost, watched almost two months of every single day doing. It's a great game. daily challenge. I really is like impossible. I'm terrible at it. I think I'm the world's worst Spelunky player. That's probably not true because I'm on this podcast. Um, huh? But I don't play it enough. I did watch, and I, I just want to spoil it because it was so incredible. But I watched Tom Francis's. I think it was a daily challenge where he got all the way through hell and then completed the game through that path. And yeah. that was the craziest thing that I've seen in a video game hmm. in a long time. Yeah. And I don't know how... How many areas are there past the caves? Uh, the You mean like the first one? The first one, yeah. Um, there are three normal ones, then there's okay. also hell, which all is right. like optional. Isn't there another... And the second one is... Uh, there's one other space that you could go to that was not... There's loaded. a bunch of other like one-off spaces you can go that aren't entire okay. worlds. okay. The second world is like a forest, right? Or something like that? Yeah. Jungle. Okay, I have seen it once. <laughs> That's how bad I am. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I had yeah, like one that. life left and I, I was so proud of myself and then died immediately. Yeah, that's, that's where that's, I have not ever passed that stupid skill level. But the amount of things that are inside of that game is apparently totally terrifying because I thought that I knew everything that was in it and I sort of knew what people were playing who were playing the Spelunky yeah. Daily oh, Challenge. Yeah. I thought Spelunky for the longest time was just a game set in like the mines. Like I didn't realize for the for a long time that there was like this entire four other games in it. But like, that's I, the stuff with like buy this item under this specific circumstance. Then when the eye on it starts blinking quickly, you know you're yeah, near yeah. one of two necessary secret exits. Like, yeah. it's weird. There's yeah. weird shit in there. It's bonkers. Yeah, I don't even know what you guys are talking about. I, I just <laughs> jump down that cave and die every time. Over, over watching over. videos yeah. of people who have been doing the daily challenge for a long time, like Tom Francis. Yeah is totally terrifying to me because they are at this point just playing a different video game than the one that I think you mm-hmm. and I are playing when they're playing it like mm-hmm. cuz he's just like okay oh god uh, I'm on I'm on like 3 2 already oh no 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 okay okay I'm just on 3 1 I'm like the difference between <laughs> Just throwing away two world three levels in your brain is like I guess I guess yeah. I I'm, I was two right. boards off for me that's like I guess I'm 32 hours of my life off uh, from my potential accomplishment. But he just like, he was worried that he'd missed one potential chance for an item drop in a level. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, That's a different dimension. The the moment of that, that I, that struck me was when I was watching a run by Anthony Birch, who's also really incredible. Um, And he was saying this kind of, he was like, he was playing it and just kind of chatting with his wife as he was playing. Like you'd hear, you could hear her also just through his headset kind of in the background and he was you could tell like he was really far in the game like he was in one of the crazy levels and he was clearly just sort of relaxing and just kind of goofing around as he's playing this fucking crazy um like fractal of a game and uh and he just kind of offhandedly in the middle of a sentence was just like 
yeah, you know, I guess in like the two or three years I've been playing the versions of Spelunky, like, well, I've noticed, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, okay, well, that's the okay, well, that <laughs> that helps at least. <laughs> that's the explanation. Would you guys but, would I, you call it a hard game? Yeah, yes, I think I would call it a hard game, but I wouldn't say that that is its like defining characteristic in the sure. same way that a lot of roguelikes like, it, or, like super meat gen- or, or yeah super meat boy like, yeah. that kind of platform that's not a roguelike obviously but yeah well, right exactly yeah. i um it's yeah there's mechanical mastery but then on top of that there's just complete other insanity inside of the game that yeah. makes it yeah especially because one of the biggest like the i've probably talked about this on the podcast before i'm sorry if so but the th- <sighs> <laughs> the biggest mental shift you make in like understanding spelunky is realizing that it's not a platformer in the same way most platformers are like you're not it, 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 obviously over time you you develop kind of reflexes and muscle memory the same way you would in any game but it's not what that game's about like that game's actually about uh situation analysis you know it's mm-hmm, about like mm-hmm. stopping and trying to look like three moves ahead and like okay what's gonna yeah. happen if i throw this here that's gonna trigger the arrow and that's gonna hit this and like you're you know you could be you could be wrong about it obviously but like um because the game is completely deterministic in the way that the physics work, um, it's not like random things are going to happen. Like there, yeah. especially in the daily challenge, like there are no random elements. Like there's a even the sort of wheel of fortune prize wheel is disabled in the daily challenge to hmm. eliminate any randomness after the world is generated. Hmm. Um, so do they handcraft each of these daily? Challenges? No, they don't. But the level creator is deterministic, so if it's based on the date. So like if you so give if you give it the date, same seed so value, the, same the level will turn out identical because okay. there's no like. There's no just kind of um, like it's not doing other random, random roles inside yeah, of that after exactly. The I yeah. see. It. Okay. So so um, and the, it's the same with like the physics in the game. Like if two things starting from like the same pixel point do the same thing, like they'll always work out the mm-hmm. same way. You know, mm-hmm. like it's um, it's none of that stuff is kind of randomized for like flavor. Um, and so it really becomes a game about understanding the situation that's like a puzzle yeah it's a puzzle that's different every time but is made from the same parts and um and also requires you to first master the actual physical acumens and dexterity necessary to play the game it does but it's kind of it's all that stuff is already kind of like clunky and weird i think by design like i think it's intentionally that way um, but it's not fluid like a super meat boy is you know right um it's that doesn't change what i said though it doesn't you're right um, says guy who's obviously already put in the dozens and dozens yeah, and dozens of hours <laughs> to get past that part. Yeah, it's it's true. It's like if to play think, chess, you actually first had to get really good at I Twister. I know, but I think people overestimate that part. Like I played this game a bunch without getting better at all, and it's because I was thinking about it in those terms. And okay. it was like when I made the yeah. mental shift to not think about it in yeah. those terms, that was the only okay, totally point which I started. I, I'm with you on that. Yeah, I mean I had to get over the mental hump of I can't just keep going down on on reflexes and yeah. as a platform because those fucking arrows yeah you know like yep, everything it's else. like okay yep. i have to stop mm-hmm. and assess assess situational awareness right i have to see where i'm going next and see where i can't go and figure out how to do it yeah um because so many times at the beginning i would just jump get hit by those arrows and my first reaction initially when i started playing the game is well this isn't fucking fair right, right? they can't <laughs> do that i didn't know that thing was going to be but there and i had out, to die it turns out you can just crouch and you can see it well, right, but you yeah. don't. Yeah, you but, don't, you but don't think about I that for learn. a long time. Yeah, no. It's, yeah, I'm now of the opinion that basically everything in that game is fair, except for one thing, which is the fact that there's UI elements in the top left of the screen that are just on top that are like superimposed huh. over the game world, and they drive me fucking bonkers because sometimes there'll be like 
a spider up there that I could notice, but because the screen stops scrolling when you hit like a far wall, yeah. it's possible to just be in a situation where it's actually difficult to see something behind so there. So you want Derek to put Derek U to put out a patch, uh, Derek a seven to put out a patch. Uh, what? Derek nothing. a seven? Nothing. What does that mean? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Jake just made the weirdest joke. <laughs> that was, I couldn't that follow was, it. That was an accidental, really stupid reference to an old Idle Thumbs episode. Wow. Um, a thing like where if you stand stand still for a while, the UI would fade out or something like that would, would be your friend. Yeah, something like that. I I don't even know what this, the ideal solution is, but yeah, I mean something like that would be totally feasible. But it's just it's the one thing that when I die because of it, I it's true that I obviously I could have I could have spent longer putting myself in a position to figure it out. But I, every time I die to that, I get really annoyed in a way that I don't with other things. Like mm-hmm. I one of the most valuable things about Spelunky for me has been developing the ability to just not get annoyed at dying. Even if I've like yeah. made it all the way mm-hmm. to almost the end of the game and then I got killed like two levels before the boss mm-hmm. or something in a really absurdly unlikely situation, I'm just like, well, Spelunky is what happens. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I really cherish like that, the ability to maintain that reaction because Nick mm-hmm. Brecken is like... Is, the fucking opposite of that, that's for sure. The Rogue Legacy um, is the other one I've done that with, Oh, yeah. Where I just take dying as part of the experience. Mm-hmm. And that game weaves it in in an even, in a, in a even yeah, more... Yeah, actually, they explicitly yeah, make yeah, that yeah. part of the experience. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, in general, I'm glad that over the years I've learned to calm my my rage quits. You know? I, the, yeah. the it's la- a good feeling. Yeah. The last one I ever had was when I was at EA. I've told the story before, so I, I won't belabor it. But when I was at EA and they were about to release that that remake of Medal of Honor, the first one, mm-hmm. and I decided to go back and play the whole series. I don't know why. And I was playing the first one, and I made it all the way through the game up until the very last moment of the last – right before the credits. There's like one last blast of – of enemies you have to kill and it's it's kind of an unfair fight and I did it over and over and over and over and over and again I couldn't beat it and I finally punched my monitor and I put <laughs> and I put my fist through the monitor like I, I totally broke it whoa and then you know that was so, you hitting bottom? Yeah and you know my <laughs> wife was downstairs and she could hear like the glass and she's like Jeff and like oh, I had God. to totally confess, I'd be like, Ugh. I punched my screen. <laughs> I'm like fucking forty nine years old, and and I mean I was ashamed. I had to go like buy. I had to go because this was my work. Like I had to go on to Amazon immediately and order a, a monitor for the next day. Were you ordering it through your shattered monitor? Or, no, of course uh, I had to use my wife's uh, laptop. You know, but that was it. Yeah. That was that was bottom, and I, I reformed after that. Man, so I have to say, when you started the story, you said. My last rage quit. I was at EA. I thought that was going to be a very different I didn't rage quit out of the office. (laughs) No. Um, Yeah. And actually, that that was it. That was like, you know, I don't know. Like, I suppose if you're a drug addict, you know, and you you OD or something. That was sort of like... Well, it is extreme that you did it by punching through glass. Like, I could just... I know it's not what happened, but I just picture you, like... Looking at your hand with blood dripping down it, just crying to yourself. Well, there wasn't blood, <laughs> but there were like all the crystals from the monitor. Oh, man. Just like, yeah. oh, what did I do? Over fucking Medal of Honor from like whatever, 1995 or whatever it was. Really? Like, the so original stupid. Medal of Honor? The original. Yeah. Oh, crazy. Yeah, it was so I like that you're stupid. Like, I'm going to play through all the Medal of Honor of games. God damn it. You yeah. smashed the screen yeah. on the first one. Yeah. On Medal the first one. 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 Yeah, needless to say. <laughs> right. That like yeah. you geared up for that montage, uh-huh. you load install, and then it just crash cuts, you smash uh-huh. the screen, and then it meant delivers you a new computer and then you immediately uninstall all metal yeah, pretty games. much yeah i didn't pursue that that line of thinking after that i just stopped yeah getting being being a baby over a game 
when you die has not been a thing that I've done for a long ass time. But then I finally, like I talked about this last week or the week before, I've been playing Mario 3D Land on mm. my 3DS, mm-hmm. and I got to the special world, which are all the levels that are of the difficulty of like the 80s Nintendo games. Yeah. And my girlfriend started making fun of me because I was sitting on the couch and I started going, and like kicking my feet. And she's like, whoa, what? Like, I died in Mario. And then like I just got, I was getting increasingly, like I just turned into a six-year-old to the point yep. that I just go, ugh. And yep. just, I was, uh, yep. I was I voluntarily that. waving my feet around all over the place, which is what oh, I did when yeah. I was eight. I, I will what groan. Chair, what chair were you in that allowed you to wave your feet all over the place? I was, in, I was in a couch and my legs were over the back side of it. Oh. And you were kicking your feet. <laughs> and I was kicking my feet so into the couch. Like a little kid tantrum. Six-year-old. Yeah, I was having a stupid little silent tantrum to myself because Luigi fell off a cliff. It was really, it was my finest moment in Uh, video gaming. Yeah, I, I still do that. I'm, I'm replaying uh, Link to the Past on my 3DS. But, but, and I'll, I will audibly. I'm not even thinking about it. It's not a rage quit, but I'm just like, right, you got it. And my wife will just say, like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm playing a game. (laughs) It's so sad. (laughs) I'm having fun. (laughs) Are you okay, Jeff? Uh, Leaving the room. (laughs) Have fun. Yeah, Yeah. right. But but now I've learned, though, when, when I start getting that way, I'm just like, okay. Not having fun anymore, and so then your I, own I inter- put it your down. own internal version of the little that 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 take a break scene exactly. like comes up, <laughs> I, I, and then I put it down. Yeah, yeah. Man, the DS could con- could conceivably hear you do that with its microphone. That's true. God, how great would that be? Oh, if only that the future of games. If if that happened, if you had the and then Mario just turned to the screen and went ooh back at right. you, it taunted you. <laughs> the game's not that hard. Yeah, it just makes fun yeah. of your stupid sounds. <laughs> That'd be so great. Uh, yeah, I was I was so furious at one level in that game that the take a break screen came up, I think, and I just dismissed it. And then really, yeah, I was, but it, like that enraged me also. I really love that about uh, GTA Five. Speaking of new games, wait, hold on, real quick. They put the take a break thing in like Mario games and stuff. I think so. Maybe I'm imagining it. It was in a different 3DS game, but I'm pretty sure that game. Like I played it for such a long was just like period a Wii of time. Thing. Wait, no, but it was it the same level, or just the fact that you've been playing it for a length? I had just been playing the game for so long. Okay. The whole thing. I think went. Doot, doot, maybe you should take a break. Uh, think about it. And I was, no, <laughs> lock you. You took it as a challenge. Yeah. Take yeah. Take that stupid gif of an open window of a pasture outside or whatever it is. <laughs> You'd never see that in a free to play game. It would never say oh, take God, a break. Oh, God, yeah, it's the exact yeah. opposite. Yeah. Please don't take a break. Yeah. yeah. Take a break. Four coins. For a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you stop we'll playing. We'll suspend the state perfectly for up to 40 minutes before things start to deteriorate without you. Right. Oh, God, gross. If you had to buy away time from a free-to-play That'd game? That'd be awesome. What? Jesus. This is a your new plants, model. Your plants are going to die. Unless you pay that man to water them while you're away. <laughs> oh, That's this is almost great. certainly a thing, right? Like, you got to keep that. I got to suggest this for Plants vs. Zombies too. All the sunflowers start dying unless you like keep paying a buck for each flower. Uh, <laughs> Jake's this, face is melting. I, I'm on to this. Jake, thank you. <laughs> this will save my job at PopCap. <laughs> hey guys, I figured out a great way to monetize. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> hmm. What were we saying about GTA Five? Oh. That uh, they have that. Uh, they have you know, to take a break? That, well, no, they don't have to take a break, but they have the, the fail. You failed so many times now. Mm. Do you want to just skip this mission? Oh, wow. Oh, good. It's awesome. Crazy. In fact, I Could you thought fail through the entire game? You basically could fail oh your way to the God. end of the game. <laughs> Weird. There's a problem. That'd be a great that. achievement. Yeah. Yeah. That would, that be, would a be a good really achievement. Good achievement. <laughs> That's a like, Stanley Parable esque achievement, but it's yeah. really, really good. 
I actually thought it was only the flying missions because those are the only ones I failed. Right. Um, oh God, those were always terrible in GTA. Oh, again. so I, I don't really because I thought it was maybe just me. I just oh no, I remember I, playing San Andreas, and that was actually the so GTA games. I usually like don't find to be particularly challenging most of the time. Right. But that's why I didn't I fail the other there was Yeah, there was a flying mission in G, in GTA San Andreas. I don't know if I've ever gotten more furious at a video game in my entire life. Oh, you failed that life. mission enough times that you were then allowed to skip the rest of the game by not playing it Exactly. Anymore. Yeah, that's what, ha- that's, what, <laughs> that's what happened. Would you like to then? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Are you I, ready to I, sell this game? I have not touched GTA San Andreas since yeah. that day. Right. I was I was so furious. But now... Because I couldn't even see the fucking, like, hint of a path to what I should have been trying. Uh, I'm sure it was one of those cases where some... You know, some I, a friend could have just been like, "Oh, what, dude? You just do this," and like, you know, just done it and just like, what? But at the time, you know, in the state, in like the weird mental like muscle memory hole I had dug myself. Right, you had, in. Yeah, you had yeah. your pattern of what you were supposed to do so ingrained that you yeah, probably, in yeah. fact, were like culling the quest arrow off camera three seconds in, and you were never going to yeah, find right. it. Yeah, like, there was just it something yeah. that I was yeah. fundamentally misunderstanding. I was right. so pissed. I really like flying in GTA games until it tells me to. So. Like okay. getting in a plane and flying around. Almost everything. You, then you, have you played five? Because there's like you can own an airport basically. I own five and I have only played like 20 minutes into it. I promised the podcast that I'd play it and I have if not you, played it. If you keep going, you'll have like your own airstrip. There was a um, – Is that a story thing or is that just something you it's, can you It's can part of the story but then it's like – It you works can, the way the garages do and stuff. Yeah. Or the basically. Way you, or like now you own this thing. Right. Well, actually you have to pay. It's like this is available to you to buy now if you want. Right, right, right. I was at a party of Telltale guys. We might have talked about this on a podcast, but the first experience that I saw of GTA Five was people getting a plane, flying it up, and then trying to freeform land in the swimming pool. <laughs> yeah, and like on the twentieth try, someone finally actually did it. And yeah, it was, and then people just went back over to tipping semis over on the freeway. But, yeah, uh, yeah. I could when I finally learned how to actually fly the plane. I there was no way I could land it. You know, I just could not land it. I you don't have to every freaking time. <laughs> Yeah. Well, well, in the mission, in the mission you, you do okay, but then in after, real life you could fl- jump out of the plane, right? And it's hilarious. yeah, no, you had and, to land it. And by in real life, in I mean, real life, <laughs> is that way? Is real life what you call the non-mission segments of GTA? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I do now. That's kind of creepy. <laughs> Whatever. I do like the game though, in general. That's cool. Yeah, not the biggest GTA fan, but what's I would your say- feeling? Because the reason that I've been wanting to play the game, but I still, ha- I'll finish my whole sentence. The reason yeah. that I want to play the game is because. The way they sold the three-man heist structure yeah. was really appealing. But the reason that I have not played it yet is because I've done, I've I've played real-life GTA so much in every other GTA game that the hours and hours <laughs> of real life that are needed to get to the sweet heist parts yeah. is is so high that it's been hard for me to cross over that. The first barrier. heist is not too far into the game. Okay, and that was super fun actually. That that was when I I. I was sold on the game because okay. I'd never seen that before in, in the GTA. And the only thing that, that I didn't like about it, and it's not really a spoiler, but at the end of the mission was basically what you were talking about, sort of, in that I did the heist, I did all that stuff. I won't, I won't spoil that part. And you have to get away at the end, right? And every you and your gang, you're on motorcycles. And they basically just say, you know, the there's like a mini cut scene and then you're all outside by the bikes and they're like, okay, go! And... So I took off. You know, we have to just escape the police. And I failed the whole mission because I didn't follow. You have to escape. I didn't go the exact uh, way. Uh, and I was like, well, that's bullshit. I got uh, away from the cops. Fuck right, you. you. You were expecting it was just lose your stars and then meet back. Right. But it was no. Actually, you had to follow them. Yeah, I on can't the, stand that. Yeah, I, I was so I really mad. Hate it. But uh, 
I don't know. I, I like it better than the other GTAs, but also it's just another GTA. Like the missions are just yeah. the same shit over and over again. You gotta again. kill that pizza delivery man. It's the same. Sorry, yeah, for follow, some reason, the emblematic follow this guy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I find the yeah. gameplay very conservative for, for them. You know, like they could have done, they could have put more thought into the actual mission parts of the game. The city is incredible. That's the real life the, part of the, the game. Yeah, is, is pretty beautiful. Well, that is the thing. You know, it's funny. Like that using that phrasing, that is the thing I do actually like. When I play a GTA game, that's the part I enjoy. Is the part that yeah. makes me think of real life. You know, it's the part where it's like, wow. This is like what a city feels like. This is awesome. Uh, I mean, then you're making fun of my, quickly, my name. Yeah, then you quickly uh, turn it into something that's not right. like real life at all. But you know, that's for, why it's enjoyable. That's why Grand Theft Auto is actually enjoyable to me. Is that you have this thing that is just a reasonable semblance of normalcy and like interesting people watching. Yeah. But then if you get tired of it, you can just fly a plane and then jump into a swimming pool. Right. Mm-hmm. And really? in the new game, you could you can do yoga. So there's you that. can't. You can do yoga. You can invest in <laughs> stocks. Invest in stocks. Yeah, this whole stock thing. market mini game. Yeah, what a weird game. Yeah, what I was weird, playing tennis for a while, and I got was. into the tennis game, and then I just had this moment. Did you get ranked? No, I imagine get ranked. I, I don't know. I hope so. <laughs> but I did have this moment, like I was like above myself after a while, going like, "What are you doing?" Like I was really into right. the tennis. Yeah, like I'm, yeah. pl- I could play a tennis game. You could play this. Rockstar Presents Table Tennis. <laughs> yeah. I was hoping that that would just be what the tennis game in GTA was. was table just tennis? Like, yeah, just launches, GTA, just launches <laughs> Rockstar Table Tennis. That'd be but, funny. But all the characters are like GTA yeah. people. Table Tennis exists because they wanted to just build a test game for the GTA 4 engine, right? That's mm-hmm. got to be what that it's, thing that's is. That's what they mm. said. Who knows like, what okay. you know, like, who knows what anyone, any game company means when they say anything. But, but yeah, I think they sort of pitched it like that. Okay. But, you know. I liked it, though, actually. I thought that, I thought that game was really fun. Table tennis? Yeah, the Rockstar table tennis game. I thought it was really cool. Whatever. It, fuck. You fuck got you the guys. dubious <laughs> nod of approval from Jeff. Yes. <laughs> hmm. huh. cool. Okay. If that's what you're into. <laughs> it was quite an effective fireworks reproduction of table tennis <laughs> physics. <laughs> cool. I don't know. I liked it. You guys, you you really literally played like nothing. This has been a. Sh- this, I can no, tell you, I've played a lot of Spelunky. I haven't played nothing. I can, t- I I can tell you what I played. I uh, about. No, Hopefully, I mean, yeah. it won't lead to an awkward silence. But I, I played episode one of The Wolf Among Us. Oh, cool. Oh shit! It's an awkward silence. God, you said oh cool. I was going to try I and just write that up for me. No, I'm cool. I'm leaving now. <laughs> no, I also played it. Did you like it? I did. <laughs> I liked it a lot. It's he's a, flipping me off as he's saying. No, no, no. It's it's a slightly funky situation for me, I guess, because actually, I guess it's it's maybe worth talking about because it's the first game that I've ever played as someone who worked on a little bit of it, mm-hmm. and then I wasn't there. I wasn't there for the end of it. Like it's it's yeah. it's the first time that I've seen the inside of a game production, mm-hmm. and then actually really experienced it ex- exclusively as a consumer, where I sort mm-hmm. of knew the gist of the story and I'd seen the art coming together for it but I was not on that team at did, all did it turn out the way you thought it was going when actually you were on it? yes it turned huh. out way more in line with what I was expecting that project to be than what I had expected it would turn into like it was huh. mm-hmm. I was I was always hoping when looking at that game that it would sort of be a you know sort of hard-boiledy detective-y game set in that universe that kind of occasionally at its best feels like the Coen brothers were working on it and i think there were reviewers that called that out and it was super surprising to me but hmm. uh i don't know i liked it, it yeah was, 
I want to hear what you had to say about it, though, because I don't know what to say about it. I, no, I thought it was really good. I mean, I was surprised. I, I read Fables the first couple years before I quit comic books, so I was I was mm-hmm. familiar with the universe. Um, and I was skeptical that it would translate well. I, I, I thought it was going to be too, um, I don't know. You know, that that's a really fine line that that, that, that universe is is holding on to. Like, it's it's patently absurd on some level. Like, if you can't suspend your disbelief, even though it's a comic book... You know, that there are certain animals that are passing as human and certain that are pigs. I don't know. Like, like you have to sort of buy into that, sure. into yeah. the logic of that universe. So yeah. that's one huge hurdle to get over. Yep. It is a weird thing to, like, as someone who doesn't know anything about that, like, universe or world mm-hmm. or whatever, to see, like, what the art, like, what the key art for the game is and then to read the description. It's like... I remember it because it was so like such an odd thing to someone who doesn't know anything about this. Yeah, like to read the sentence and it's like, as Bigby Wolf, the big bad wolf, and then I look at the picture and it's like a guy. Yeah, this is like a guy, and I'm like, yeah. I don't really like. Yeah, yeah. What is that? Like, right. What does that mean? Does he turn into a wolf? This actually, right. Did you, Chris? Have you seen the opening of the game? Uh, no, I'm terrible. So I'm going to oh, play no. it, but it's fine. I I just one of the things that the the team was really into was the game evoking. Uh, like the time, you know, like a time period thirty years ago. Or mm-hmm. Like they were trying very much for the sort of like eighties mm-hmm. uh, yeah. thing. And the way the game opens is not what I was expecting, but I was so glad because it, it, it opens with a three string of text title card that just like the game just opens silently, and then just in hot pink it says like it just fades up text that says like. Fairy tale characters escaped their land. They use, they use these things to protect their identity, and then like one other thing. But it just it felt it's like the Law and Order like it just, it just yeah it, like sort of it, it, it felt like, like it, it split yeah. the difference between yeah, yeah, yeah. like a Law and Order thing and like just an eighties high concept fantasy movie where it's just oh, like, okay, okay 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 yeah yeah totally yeah yeah, yeah. in the dark realm this ha- uh-huh. but yeah, it's just yeah, like right yeah, yeah. but right. then it then immediately opens up on but it's not like a Star Wars crawl where it's like no, no, grabs no. some paragraphs it's just it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's three perfectly still totally blocks of text and then and then it crossfades to an 80s New York DJ reading you the weather and talking about a heat wave as it just shows shots of New York City and then it cuts mm-hmm. to that guy in a taxi cab and that like collection of that really crazy just punch of high concept fairy tale insanity in a text block and then cutting to a cab like it actually Super straight, yeah. it I think it successfully owned the weird dissonance that you're talking mm-hmm. about and yeah. that like I wasn't expecting it to go no, that's that cool. far mm-hmm. it was the, cool. the farthest I've gotten in this game and I, I do intend to actually play it but the farthest I've got was literally the splash screen because I saw like a Facebook post that was like really like that Wolf Among Us like splash screen and so I I like I'm like oh, okay cool so I I like lo- I already had it downloaded on Steam because I was gonna play it and I I loaded it up and just let it loop for a while because it's a fucking sick ass like hilarious John Carpenter like womp 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 like yep. you know yeah. like goofy analog eighties synth stuff. Yeah. Um, that like Jared Emerson Johnson, presumably, like he did yeah. that, right? Yeah. Yeah, he does all that. And uh, it was just like really, like it just hit that era really well, mm-hmm. and I was really happy about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I like that a lot, but so I haven't played it. We're any not talking about the game at all, which is a waste. No, that's fine. But, um, and so the, so I, I felt they nailed the, the universe well. Mm-hmm. And then the story actually ended up really good. It's not drawn from the comic book, it's set. Uh, it said before, I forget how many years before it's, Fables 1. It's supposed to be like 10, 20 years. Okay. I don't know. So, right. So they, uh, so um, I touched the table. Sorry. 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 It's a cardinal sorry. idle sorry. thumb sin. 
Um, oh man, two weeks ago was the worst episode. What did someone like bang on the uh, table? Nick Reckon was like fucking playing bongo drums on the table. Oh, oh man, the whole episode. It's fine. Um, <laughs> it's, a it's fine. It's fine. I feel terrible. No, no, no. Um, but the uh, the actual so in in the course in, in, within this universe, then they tell a very uh, film noirist sort of 1940s sort of detective. You know, it's kind of a whodunit thing, um, which they also tell really well. Um, uh, you know, that kind of setup to me is like it it's it's set up either to fail or just be rife with cliche. Yeah. And I felt like it didn't it, it it skirts it a little bit, but it didn't really. Yeah. I felt like th- there was enough variation in what you were supposed to do and the and like there was enough uh I don't know if the red herrings yet, but there was enough going on that by the end of the episode I clearly had no idea who who done it and I wanted to know. You know, they they set up a really good mystery. Yeah, that's uh, cool. I feel the same way and it's weird yeah. not knowing the end of the story, having known, knowing the <laughs> right. beginning, but yeah, because yeah. what you were saying about adapting that game or adapting that universe into a game, I think was a big problem. Like, I mean, Fables was announced in Telltale at the same time as The Walking Dead season one was, and the game just came out, and it's because that game actually went through a million revs, most of which were kind of like, how do we not make this just be a weird surreal fairy tale soap opera, and how do we instead yeah. make it a game? And then someone eventually just said, what if it's uh, like a murder mystery noir mm. set in the 80s where mm-hmm. everything's hot pink mm-hmm. you know, which I think happened because uh, Pierre the guy who wrote that was listening to a lot of Chromeo and playing Hotline Miami and had just watched Drive <laughs> I think all of those things combined <laughs> at the same time as he was reading Fables and he's like oh this is obviously what great that's what it should be and a lot of Toto was also being listened to Toto. oh man so not just the like sort of pastiche versions but also the actual oh yeah like <laughs> Pierre That's had good. Pierre had this amazing Spotify playlist that was just like a hundred songs of sort of the you know modern sort of return of that style of music, and then just a ton of stuff of that era that the mm-hmm. entire team was listening to, and that I also got paid for Spotify for two months so that I could listen to it work. Uh, that was really good. Sadly, none of that's in the game, but uh, yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, no, that's all. Ex- yeah. that's, you know, every single thing on that playlist was prohibitively expensive for a studio like Telltale, but it was. It came through in the tone to a certain degree. I, I would say the color scheme and yeah, yeah, some of the way the game looks feels eighties. Yeah, but yeah, not the music. It's weird no. to me now that I mean, as someone oh, really, the music doesn't after the no after it's, the opening. It's a, it's synthesizer. It's not like it's not like eighties pop. It feels like I, I would say like things like John Carpenter movies make sense for the sure, score, that, but it's not. Yeah, like you're. It's not going to sound like like Toto or something. Yeah, they don't really. bust into yeah, the yeah, heat yeah. is on. Or sure, something. yeah, right, yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's weird to me now that actually for younger people that 80s music is somehow, I don't know, like hip or cool again. Because living through it, that was just like the worst fucking decade. <laughs> that was like the worst music. And like now, like people who weren't even alive then or who were right. like two look back on that stuff like it's great. And I think like one of the guilty parties for that was like is The Sopranos, right? It was it was the don't stop believing in the finale that, uh. Uh, that I think helped – I mean, the 80s of nostalgia was already going strong. But, like, using that song in the finale, I felt like way legitimized that song, which back in the day at the time, like, everybody fucking hated that song. Like, this stuff, it was not cool back then to, like, right. Journey. It was the anti-cool to, well, like, there's, Journey. There's definitely, yeah, there's definitely this whole, yeah. What era becomes kind of retro-cool is probably pretty predictable based on how long it's been since that time. Because I remember growing up, the 80s were seen as, like, profoundly uncool and then 
I saw a – and now, like, it's everyone's favorite thing to call back to. Like, pop – 80s tropes are everywhere in pop music right. now. It's crazy. And um, and I saw, a, I saw a study done the other – just yesterday, I think. I don't know when it came out, but it was recent about what era people would most like to return to. Oh, yeah. And the 80s was, like, much higher than the 90s now, even though the 90s was a period of, like, it really – Good prosperity mm-hmm. and like I think the 80s relative is, the 80s peacefulness, like you know, aesthetically compared aspirational to in a way that the 90s aren't, though, because the 80s yeah, was but another I, like super But I think clean, if you go back weird. 10 years from now, people would, I don't think the results would have been the same. I think people like once you're like 10, 15 years separated from the thing or, or more, it it becomes like okay to like. So, like you're, it, so now, it is like, actually the away. back to the future time period, 1985 yeah, exactly. to. Yeah. 1955, yeah. or moving forward to 2015, looking back at right. 1985. Yeah, I think exactly. people get nostalgic for the era before they were conscious, or maybe even yeah. alive. I think that's like true. for me growing because like I grew up enough. in the 70s. Well, that's like yeah. everyone. And the 50s were cool when like, I was not alive. Everyone now who is about a generation older than me, or maybe a little bit less, declaring that America should return to the 50s because that's still the idyllic right. time to look at for that for that generation of people. It's going to be weird when we're old and people are I guess people are also talking about looking back to the 80s now. Of course the same yeah. goddamn yeah. reason. Yeah, I mean it's like that those relative to any individual person like, you know, the era that is recent enough that it's still like basically very easily relatable to you as a modern person, but just out of your direct kind of like just out of your peripheral vision so that you can still idealize it and whatever way you want without mm-hmm. pr- without your own memories proving you wrong. Like mm-hmm. that I think is the sweet spot for, for people yeah. falling in love with an era like a, a certain number of years right. past. I was talking with my daughter who, who's 19 and she was – at one point she said like, oh, man, dad, you're so lucky to, to live during those times. Like I wish – I'm so jealous. Yeah. And I was like – don't please don't be <laughs> like there was no internet then like you know how easy you have life now with the internet yeah. like it sucked back then without it of course we didn't know that but well, i think that's also probably a reason that people can look back even as early or as recently as the 80s and 90s and kind of romanticize it a little bit yeah, like sure. gone home takes place in the 90s for mm-hmm. in right. some ways for the same reason that the fables game takes place in the 80s which is you can tell a story where people aren't encumbered by staring at screens yes. their entire life where you can actually have drama through communication breakdown yeah. where you can isolate yourself from the world if you want and it's not yes. weird because you, people aren't expecting that they can talk to you every second. Oh my god, day. it's so true. It, it's incredible. So weren't those times great? They, well, in some <laughs> ways they were. Well, what's amazing is you, you, the 80s, you, can, you can go through the whole you know history of cinema from like the beginning all the way through the 90s or whatever and all those so many of those movies don't even would not make sense in current time oh, yeah. because of the yeah. communication issues i, I think right? we, i think we've talked about <laughs> the this 20th before. century a golden era for being able to tell a story without being super contrived like yeah yeah <laughs> there's there's a um you know super cuts where people not sure. the haircut place yeah, 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 people making those crazy crazy yep, montages yep, not the haircut place whatever <laughs> <laughs> declares jake <laughs> I don't know. I haven't needed a haircut in a while. I don't know if people's first assumption for supercuts is haircuts, but someone did one a couple of years ago that was just called like no bars or no signal, and it was yeah. just yeah. horror movies where they have to write the cell phone out. So it's people going, <laughs> I have no signal. I got no bars. Oh no! Like it was always like, the killer shows up, and then they pull out the phone, and right then the bar goes doo, 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 and drop, because, or the battery dies, or the battery dies, and then the best part of it, which was like the sub supercut, and I think I've talked about this on this podcast before, which is the stupidest, but. It's a thing that supercuts do sometimes that I love where they just make a separate sub point inside of their main point. And this was just 
kidnappers snapping flip phones. Oh, in yeah. <laughs> like right, right. 20 shots of just snap, 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 snap. It's just like, oh, man, it's so good. Just, this character can't have the cell phone anymore, but it's a flip phone, and those See, have a hinge. They yeah, can just right. break it right, right at the end. Right, right. Oh man! Oh, just you can't seeing, do that now. Seeing you that same yeah. close-up. No, no, right. now you can't, you can't break, break an iPhone yeah. in half. I, I'm sure if someone made that supercut now, or like in a few years when what iPhones would, are ubiquitous, right. enough that they're cheap. It's going to just be like the rock or smashing the foot to against, the screen, right, right, glass right. smash, yeah. smash. But like, right. oh man, just those like uh-huh. Motorola flip phones snapped in half like uh-huh. ten times in a row. That's super. You cool. know, I actually am. I I try not to be a luddite, and I try not to be an old man fuddy-duddy. But I do sometimes look back nostalgically on that time when. We were not glued to these fucking things. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you were just in the moment wherever you were. And you weren't just taking pictures of fucking everything. Yeah. Like, it drives me uh, crazy now to go to concerts. And, in fact, this was not a concert I was at, but I saw a photo in the the Chronicle recently of an Iggy Pop concert that he did. And, I don't know, he's like 150 now. (laughs) But but he's still buff. And he was was at a a club in in San Francisco. Yeah, he's buff. I don't know. He's like wiry. Yeah, but it's like, like muscles, buff. but no yeah. blood. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, yeah. he he's uh, he's in the middle of the crowd. He's like stage dived into the into the crowd, and he's got people all around him, and they're all holding their fucking iPhones up and taking pictures of the moment instead of appreciating the fact that this rock god is like sweating on them right maybe there. They, they just want to touch him. take the picture instead. <laughs> well, you probably get a disease by touching him, so maybe they're smart <laughs> by not touching him. But still, it, drove me, it drives me nuts yeah. that everyone is just recording their life rather than living their life. One, and, and I do it too. I completely agree. Two, it does make us sound like old people. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Speaking as of, a, as a, as I know. A, as a um, you know, without like passing judgment one or the other, I, it is funny that you bring that up because I was actually just this morning at an Iggy Pop concert. I, <laughs> I was just this morning getting sweated on by Iggy Pop <laughs> as I reflected, as happens. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, no, but I was it did like just sort of one of those random thoughts that just popped into my brain, like yeah. apropos of nothing. How weird it is now that taking a photograph of a spontaneously instantaneous, like a spontaneously interesting moment, means you're basically taking a picture of a bunch of people taking a picture yes like if something happens that is like worth photographing it means just a million people are right like yeah the historical like archive weird... is gonna get fucking weird yeah at right people, yeah. And people in whatever a hundred years when you don't need to take photos because your eyes are constantly just recording things <laughs> yeah yeah, my yeah right um Nice. But I do it too. Like I, I was, I had, I was at a show at the Fillmore, and I, I was trombone shorty, and I was up close, and I took all these photos instead of just like being right there and enjoying yeah. this music. And then later, I looked it's at the photos, and they're all shitty. Yeah. And I'm never going to look at them again. And why did I do it? But something about having the phone and the camera, right you there did it compelled though, so me that, to like, do it, so that the whatever one professional journalist in the back can get that one photo that has the three thousand <laughs> smartphones <laughs> oh, that yeah. people in a hundred years ago you know look at and go, okay. "What the hell? What the hell are they doing?" It's going to so be a like, weird turn of the century curiosity. I yeah. think. All right. Like, so the thing that so you know, as like you know, as you've said, I also do this kind of thing as well, probably more than I should. But the thing that I don't do that I actually really despise, like I genuinely despise. That I is, probably do. Is the <laughs> This is his way well, of telling you. Jake's just on his phone like ninety eight percent of his life, so that's a different matter. But like <laughs> but uh is the using the the fucking phone as like a lighter, like oh, yeah, you know, yeah. waving your phone around in there. <laughs> I don't know if there's any phone related behavior that I find more insufferable than that. I think that is the worst. But I think I, it's I agree with you, except what I like that makes me laugh every time is when people bring up like the lighter app. That to me is Oh funny. no. That's funny. I mean, I guess that is funny in a weird, like, <laughs> pushing it 
so far that it comes out its own ass. Kind, kind of, of. Yeah. I usually bring my iPad to those and play like a Yule Log video. <laughs> <laughs> God, full old guy time. I, yeah. <laughs> but what? I mean, I I, I embrace think, all the technology, right. but I I, I there, like no that joke was a joke that like my dad oh, would make, and I yeah. cracked you guys up with it. I'm happy about it. But I do think that there is like my uncle. I think that there's a distinction, like. It's obviously a different different line for everyone, but I think there yeah. is a difference between like just sort of carping about stuff in an old guy way and fucking using your fake lighter with is you just your iPhone screen on your fucking on your telephone. Fucking telephone. No, I, I, like, I feel yeah. like that is like profoundly uncool. Like who? What person is like? There's no version of that that's actually cool, no matter right. how old you are. Like that's lame. That's like right. the dorkiest fucking thing. And I really do think, and I, and again, I embrace all the shit. As much as anybody. I'm on my phone way too much. I sit at the dinner table yeah. and I'm looking at my – I'm tweeting dinner while my wife's trying to talk to me. You know, like so <laughs> Hopefully I'm, you're I'm, just tweeting the word dinner. Hopefully. <laughs> right. I'm a biggest asshole dinner. as everybody else with this stuff. And yet I, I believe that there's something that is fundamentally going wrong with society that we're doing this all the time. I feel like there's got to be – there's going to be a critical mass of this shit where it must stop. Like where people are communicating less, where, you know, you're sitting, people are sitting in a room together and everyone is looking at their own phone instead of talking to each other. There's probably two things that are going to happen. There's probably going to be the collapse, not like the societal collapse, but that where it does hit a saturation (laughs) point and people flip out and sort of socially pull back from it. But then I think it's probably going to come back. As like an embedded tooth and eye implants, and then you because then like the stigma will not be there. Yeah. But then you'll also be like three thousand times more you're connected right. because those will actually just plug right into your nervous system. Yeah, and yeah, that's, you're right. That's the grim future in which we live. Have you guys tried Google Glass yet? I have no. not. We, we, it's weird. It wasn't at the Gaming Insider Summit. The only the other two crazy screens you could strap to your face were there. So we didn't. So we didn't get to try Google Glass. Yeah. Um, no, have you? Yeah, I tried it once. Can yeah. you do you focus correctly on it and stuff like that? Is, is you can't it? really. That's the thing. It's like okay, what? it's basically like it's it's like looking at your phone. So like talking to your friends, talking to you guys, and I'm looking down at this, and I'm going uh huh uh huh. So now you're doing that, except you're not so you're obvious about yeah, it. You're not holding a thing in front of your face. Right. So you're, you're just like, looking at this corner of your eye. Yeah. yeah, you look up in the right corner of your eye, and you could be like, <laughs> you just yeah, that's like awesome, Jake. Anyway, character. I'm reading Neil Gaff. Yeah. Well, fuck you. And you can't even tell, except you can tell, because I was talking to Will Smith from, uh, not the actor, but Will Smith Tested. from, yeah, from yeah, Tested, yeah. and he was wearing his, and he let me try his, but before he let me try it, he was looking right at me, and I was like, you're not listening to me, I can totally see your right <laughs> eye is like glancing up there. Like, yeah. Was it just his right eye? Has he perfected the glass eye? Uh, yeah, he kind of like had, you I know, hope they call it the glass oh, eye Oh man, also. that's amazing, just weird, like, lazy <laughs> eye, like the one eye looking at <laughs> the screen. Eye, the glass eye. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing because that's actually the same behavior caused by a glass eye. That's why it was funny. I know. I'm just saying it's just remarkable. Hopefully that catches on as a phrase now. The glass yeah. eye. The glass eye. You have Google yeah. glass eye. Google Google glass eye. Google. Anyway, that's one thing I hope does not take off. Oh, yeah. Me too. Other than that, I'm all for technology. Don't get me wrong. You just don't want a small screen that people look at next to their eye all the time. And I don't. I really don't. <laughs> no one wants that actually. Yeah, a few people want it who get off of the unlabeled commuter buses near where I get on the train. Yep, <laughs> that's the only place that I ever see Google Glass. I imagine it's Google employees who are getting off the commuter bus over yeah, by the I'm Caltrain sure. station, and they just walk by me, and I, it it feels like a weird alternate world for two seconds. Anyway, it, it feels just like oddly stalker, creepy, 
like I don't know. They're just taking pictures of you. See, that's the thing. <laughs> don't worry. Yeah. They're bad right. pictures of they'll look at once and throw them away. It's right, right. <laughs> right. I think there are places in Seattle now that like have already banned them. Yeah. Like like bars and stuff. You know? Oh really? Which makes sense. Yeah, that's cool. The thing I, I don't know is like if you take a picture, like does it make a sound or do you have to use anything on your if they yeah. force if that was a firmware level yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> something with glass. God. Do you guys remember the classic like prank site where someone would send you to it and it would go, "Hey guys, I'm looking at gay porno." <laughs> yeah. like, just that, like if someone finds a way to weirdly abuse. Oh, the, that'd be so great. Yeah, <laughs> Google Glass. Anyway, good. good. I'm sorry, I took a stand-up path. Probably wouldn't say of that. Curmudgeon, but... curmudgeondom. Oh, that's it's okay. Fine. We're the worst. We're the worst. That's true. I want to talk about Black Mesa Source for a minute because I saw sure. you were playing that. As you've been streaming a ton of it, I have. Is that... Did you decide you were going to play that, or was that suggested to you as what to play? Like, where did that come from? It came from I wanted to play, um, I wanted to play an old shooter that I loved, and I narrowed it down to a few. And then I thought, well, I'm just going to play Half Life One because that's like my favorite mm-hmm. of all time, and I probably hadn't played it since 1998 or so. Mm-hmm. So I I I booted it up, and then you know I realized at some point I was like, oh shit! It just crossed my mind on my own that that Black Mesa is. The fan-made remake of Half-Life One with right. with newer graphics. So mm-hmm. so I just decided instead of Half-Life One, which I know I'll have this new experience yeah. with what is based on Half-Life One, mm-hmm. um, and I'm having a great time with it. I, I, you know, it, I'm terrible at it, which is why there's been 13 episodes so far on my live stream, and I'm only like a third of the way through the game. Is Black Mesa actually have they released the whole campaign of, of the single player? Because I know <laughs> at a certain point they, they put stuff out, but it was only like the first half. Right. So. They, they've put out the entire game except for the Zen levels, okay. which I don't think they're actually going to do. Oh, really? So and probably they, nobody's going to complain about it. Are they it. just going to like splice that out so it just well, ends? I, they were being I really don't know. teasy about it where they were like, oh, we, th- we think we – it sounded like that was where they were – like maybe they six will. years ago when they were talking about right. it, it's not like they That's were talking the about that being like the, the thing they were going to make a big departure from what Valve did. But that could right. also the big departure could just be that they just that they didn't done. do Zen. Yeah, I'm sure plenty of fans won't care. Yeah, I mean I, I'm having a great time. It looks great, of course, because um, yeah. even the Source engine now still looks good. Oh yeah, you know, you know when you have it uh, amped up, uh-huh. uh, which is remarkable because that engine was built in. Uh, Two thousand years, like yeah, three four. Um, I mean, Half Life Two came out in 04 and they've been working on the game yeah. for a while. Yeah, so. they just got lighting right in that. It feels like we're just. Yeah, I, think yeah. I think I think lighting is the only thing that makes it's what makes games look good. Just the surfaces in that game just to hold up. Like the poly count is still not high, right? Of course, but just the way that sunlight streams in and the source engine has always mm-hmm. looked good and it still does. And also just the like just the art direction in general is just so genius, and and the sound design for that matter. Mm-hmm. Like everything is just used like just right like they never overdo it mm-hmm. and like the sound in particular like it's that game is very quiet you know there's almost no music except every once in a while yeah, it they kicks in cues. Yeah, and yeah. it feels so good when it does kick mm-hmm. in are you talking about the way the black mesa guys did it or just well or just valve games in general they're, they're, valve games in general but the black mesa guys emulated it perfectly cool um, I mean, does it I, feel like playing Half Life? Like, I mean, is it just the same? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah. And actually, that's the the the, the best thing I can say about it is that there are new things in the game, and I have completely failed to identify what yeah, they are. Right. Like they they have they've melded in the the new stuff perfectly. <laughs> uh, and there have been times on the live stream where I've said, "Oh, I don't recognize this at all." So this is new, and, and everybody goes like, "No, dude, it was no, totally it's not there. right. You're just old." Meanwhile, you're shooting from iron sights or whatever, and not <laughs> noticing. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Um, but they did incorporate some, you know, physics-based puzzles because that's what, of course, what the Source Engine mm-hmm. added. 
And so certain things, it, it, that's mostly what it is. It's like little things in the game. Like the level design is basically Half-Life 1. So you're basically playing Half-Life 1 again. But some specific areas or rooms have been switched up because now they can do some physics stuff or, you know, with boxes or whatever, you know. Um, but I highly recommend it. They did an amazing job. That's know? cool. I I played the first 40 minutes or so, and I have played Half-Life 1 way more recently than you. Like yeah. I, I, it was a game that for a while I played every couple of years, mm-hmm. and I got so OCD hung up on the little things that were different <laughs> that I couldn't, like, I talked about it on the podcast, and it was the most, like... Like what? It was offensively OCD stuff where I was like, okay, in the opening shot of Half-Life 1... The camera is already moving, and in the opening mm. shot of Black Mesa Source, the train is stopped and keeps going. And I was like, "That means something completely different." And I turn mm. into just like this most right. stickler weirdo. Mm-hmm. But now that you're saying this, and I'm thinking about Black Mesa Source again, I probably well, I'm. It further... makes me want to go play because I I love stupid Half Life games so much. Yeah, I mean, if you could separate yourself out from like your weird OCD, yeah, I mean, because I don't remember it, and so not remembering. Is, is making this a great experience. And I also think if you've never played Half-Life 1, if you're younger, you just never got around to it, I would play Black Mesa instead, really? frankly. Oh, crazy. Oh, man. I'm such a purist with and that I'm, stuff. I'm only saying that, let me let me qualify it. I'm only saying that if the graphics matter to you, if you can't handle the fact that it's just going to look old. Because Half-Life 2 holds up. Half-Life 1 now looks kind of blocky. If you want to be a purist, of course, play Half-Life 1. But the difference in the look between Half-Life 1 and Black Mesa is pretty phenomenal. So Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's... Yeah. And it's kind of an amazing thing that they did there. It's amazing. I mean, it took that, them seven it's years, amazing but... that they spent seven years and released it. It's amazing that Valve at no point... like I was, <laughs> yeah. I was always, always, always waiting for it to be... Valve says nothing about it one way or the other. And then the day they finally put code out is when the season <laughs> decision shows up. Because like, that's what... Um, yeah. Oh, like God. Sierra and LucasArts, and even when like when Sierra got bought by Activision, they would yeah. always do that. They would not take any like legal action against fan projects until they actually shipped something, because I think they were like, okay, this is just fan art on the internet. But then once it was actually yeah. a game that was available, like, nope, this creates confusion in the marketplace. Like, why do you wait until right. these guys spent two years of their life and then actually shipped something? Right. Because you're I, a butthole. I, I, <laughs> I feel like. Maybe I'm making this up, but I feel like Valve blessed this project at some point. I think they did. I think they said, go ahead and do it, but don't call it Black Mesa. Or don't, don't call, call it, it Black Mesa Source or something like that, because there was some, like... Oh, that could be. It has it had some, like, specific thing where they had to change the name of it a little bit, and I think they had to take overt Half-Life imagery yeah. out of their branding, but other than that, they didn't I change see. anything. That's cool, yeah. yeah. Oh, right, because... The game's URL is Black Mesa Source, but uh-huh. the actual mod itself is just called Black Mesa now. They, the name of right. the name of the engine is I mean, in it, and it's on Steam. So, yeah. <laughs> oh right, yeah. I, forgot. I mean that's how I'm. Did playing it go through it, Greenlight so. and get Greenlit? Yeah, I think it yeah, did. I guess actually. so. Yeah, yeah. crazy. Yeah. I forgot about that. Weird. Really cool. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys see? Speaking of Steam, that they like, I guess some embargo broke on the Steam machine stuff. Oh really? Yeah, there were a bunch of articles about um, the kind of prototype. Like early, you know, versions of the Steam machines. That the way that is put together sounds really cool, actually. Yeah. Did you read? Did you read the stuff about it at all? I read some of it. I don't know if I read what you're talking oh, about. Oh, basically just PCs, aren't they? Uh huh. So yeah, I like, just I read I read. Oh, you mean like the hardware design? I read the write up on the Verge about Valve's prototype hardware yeah, unit. Yeah, really uh-huh. cool. And the way that they pr- the way that they uh, have made it inside of a box as small as it is, which I think is still a little bit bigger or comparable to the 
the like just now launched console generation, which seems reasonably big, is they they've segmented off all the cooling of all the different components. So the video card actually is in a separate like heat pocket inside of the huh. case from the CPU, which is in a separate area from I guess like the PSU and stuff. Uh-huh. They and all, all they all have, vent in different they places. They have their separate cool. exit directions and stuff. So there's like just this huge like weird puzzle piece like lucite. Wall yeah. that you slide into the case. They that don't then share just any air, all none, wow. none of the individual components share any airflow, apparently, yeah. which is really interesting. So here's a stupid question because I didn't read about it because I don't know how to read. But what did <laughs> um, uh, can this machine? Is it basically like a console? Does it only play games, or could I use the Steam machine no, as could, a PC? It's, I think it, it, it runs. Like it runs um, Steam OS, which is basically just a slightly modified. Um, uh, Linux distribution. Okay. But right. you could, if you wanted to, install Windows on it. Like, yeah, it's there's just, nothing just, stopping you. The, the Steam, like, their sort of, like, template box that they made that's mm-hmm. sort of, I guess, the equivalent of, like, Google's Android phone. Sure. It sounds like it is just current Intel CPU, current NVIDIA GPU, and uh-huh. a standard motherboard. Right. So right. it is sounds like it is just a PC. A PC. And it's, like, we were talking about, we were trying to speculate how would Valve... Would they have a rating system the way like Windows has the, like, the performance index for your PC and stuff? But what it sounds like is they're going to be using the Steam hardware survey data to tell you what hardware you have that is lacking for a game and then recommend based on other users who experience better performance than you this upgrade mm-hmm. that you could make to your PC that would allow you to play mm-hmm. games that you don't have. Which that actually is the craziest cool. long game shit I've ever heard, yeah, by the seriously. way. Yeah, like, it's like, they started doing the hardware, hardware for a decade. Like 2004 or something, yeah. Yeah. and suddenly now, like obviously that wasn't the intention when they started doing right. that. Right, but like, so oh, right. A those decade metrics. later, it's like, oh, anyway, we're going to have like the only useful way <laughs> to gauge your computer's likelihood of running a particular game. That's a thing people have been trying and fucking up for years. Yeah, it's, like, so, it's so cool, though, that it's just... I know, yeah. it's amazing, yeah. You want to play whatever Mirror's Edge 2 in 2015? Here are the exact two components you should buy. Yeah. That's yeah. That's really smart. It is really smart. Well, they've yeah. always... They've proven always that they're really smart. They're smart, yeah. But, but what I wonder is, like, if I get a Steam machine, is it going to replace my PC, or do I have, like, another box a good question. in my room sitting it's next probably to my not, PC? It probably depends what you use your computer for, right? Because I think a lot of people now basically just use their computer for, like, using a web browser and very little else. You know, whereas some people, like me, I use my computer for a lot of different things mm-hmm. that I don't imagine myself swapping it out for a Steam machine. I imagine myself maybe buying a Steam machine for the living room just so I don't need to, like, have a separate... Mm-hmm media PC or like gaming PC that I build for that. I see. But yeah, it's also going to be interesting to see how good, like as Wi-Fi spec goes up in houses, uh, how good the streaming side of it is, because then you mm-hmm. would, you could oh, yeah. conceivably like valve said our target, God, I forget the, the approximate like price point that people had mm-hmm. sort of guessed, but valve said, we expect a lot of people are going to be making steam machines that are way cheaper and way lower spec than our target one. But I imagine then that would basically be for running the OS layer, running, really simple 2D stuff, but yep. then conceivably also you could be streaming stuff off of the big rig that you have elsewhere yeah. in your house if uh-huh. it's not shit. Right. And we were talking about right. that before. We were talking about OnLive was almost not shit, and that was over the internet, so maybe over a LAN it won't actually be that bad. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to know. I, I would like it to replace a desktop PC, and then I would just keep my laptop for work stuff. Right, because then you, oh, your desktop yeah. PC if could truly just be your gaming the ga- PC. Gaming, that can also yeah. then just be another console. Because then it could, but also it could probably run. You could launch a web browser on it and run like Google yeah. Docs and stuff. Yeah, like sure. that too. I, that's but. that's what I was saying earlier. I think if you like, because I I just use my desktop for like any work related stuff I do from home. Also, so 
you know, if you already are separating those things out, mm-hmm. I would imagine, yeah, you could totally like if your desktop PC is basically just a gaming box, gaming and web, I think you probably could swap it out. I don't know what why not. I mean, I definitely right now, um it's a min- it's a minority of games on Steam that support Linux, but I suspect that's going to change really rapidly. Mm-hmm. Like Humble Bundle so far has been I think the single biggest driver of pushing games to to put out Linux builds like definitely at double fine. That's been like the biggest thing that has really gotten us to heavily support Linux. Mm -hmm. Like almost every double fine game now runs on Linux. Um, And it's largely like, I wouldn't say largely because of humble bundle. It's because there's a market there, but humble bundle has been the, like the catalyzing force behind it. Uh That combined with steam pushing that as like their main OS system. Like that's going to be nuts. Valve actually was talking about that in the stuff that came out about the Steam Machine and SteamOS stuff today as well. Specific, the specific thing that I thought was funny is they said, if you guys have already moved your tool chain over to build on Mac, that probably means you can build for yeah, OpenGL, OpenGL, which yep. probably means you can build for Linux, which is a thing that people uh-huh. say all the time and no one does, but it was interesting to see <laughs> Valve just say, if you're on OS ten, you're already not using DirectX for your 3D, so you're probably yeah, for, most of the way there. For sure. Right. Um, until you also all the other insanity as, that comes like, with I think Anna Sweet else. from Valve pointed out, like if you're using Unity, you don't need to do anything. Like, yeah. It's right. already there. Like right. that's like there are a lot of situations in which you, the work there's little to no extra work, or you've made a big chunk of it already. Mm. Um, obviously, there are a lot of games that are still basically just developed for DirectX on Windows, but I mean. The the amount it's changed over the last couple of years is yeah. shocking. Like also, I never would have. That's also not to undersell the to amount of Linux work ever. Yeah, the amount of work that it is to actually get a thing up and running on Linux is not insubstantial. Of course, but it's not the same as like you're not rewriting your entire game at this point for a lot of people. Yeah, a lot at this point for a lot of developers that stuff is obviously not fully abstracted. But a lot of I mean, I don't know the people who are writing their engine from the ground up. Like there are fewer of those people than there have been in the past and those people are the ones with the skills to actually switch to using OpenGL and like take care of those things if yeah. they if they find it's important but this is dumb and only tangentially related to this but when well actually two things when they put out the art for when they cuz the other thing that came out today finally was the photographs of Valve's steam machine hardware which for some reason they didn't show in the launch but it was yeah. hilarious <laughs> it wasn't hilarious but it was interesting and amusing that they looked exactly like the ASCII art on the SteamOS launch day, where it is just a square that has an offset circle yeah. on one side. <laughs> yeah. But also, they look really appealing. Like, I yeah, actually, it, yeah. it made me want one. I like how understated dumb. it is. Yeah, it's that's not what the... A... Get ready to not be able to buy anything that looks anything like that. You're going to buy a thing that has, like, 15 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> weird, like, glowing snakeskin layers infused in the plastic and, like, at least yeah. one embossed Neon golden demon on the yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know. That was what was so funny to me when I was reading when I was reading the uh, articles about this because it's like I was looking at the pictures and I'm like, oh, it's like a nice kind of like you're, you're, charcoal gray kind yeah, of thing. And yeah. then the paragraph next to that is like <laughs> someone from Valve being like, yeah, we're really excited to see what our like all the like hardware manufacturers <laughs> are going to make out of this. Your steam like, machine I, is going to be fucking festooned. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's fucking true. It's going to be a disaster. Oh, my God. Um, it really bummed me out because it was like think about how many colors the LEDs will be able to display <laughs> that can highlight the uh, the slide open conduit panel that has all of your ports yeah. that you're never going to use because you're going to have two yeah. wireless peripherals. I was think reading there was a there was some other, some other quotation in one of the articles I was reading and it was like yeah we're gonna you know Valve is going to do all of the um, 
It's like we're doing all the mm-hmm. uh, controllers in house. Like that's like we designed it. Like we're going to make it. But like we're not really interested in like making the boxes. Like we'll have other people do that. And I'm like, why? Why? You're obviously going to do it better than they would. Clearly. Right. Right. Like look, they're, what they're not interested in doing it the same way that Google wasn't interested in doing it. The same way that Microsoft isn't interested in doing it, which is. The only way other hardware manufacturers are going to play ball at all is if uh, Valve doesn't do it. If they get a piece of it. Because if Valve says, here's the one we made, why would like Acer make a Steam machine? They're just going to lose. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no, no one would buy it. Whereas if Valve says, you can all compete, sure. then yeah. they have millions of dollars in advertising saying Steam machines are cool because you should buy ours. Whereas, yeah. like... I know. It's that's like the IBM PC. You can probably rest assured knowing that it will eventually... Like, what? The IBM PC. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. the IBM PC. But you, you probably can rest assured, sleep soundly, whatever, knowing that at some point that whole market will collapse and Valve will just have the canonical <laughs> one in five years anyway. The same way that now I think, like, nearly every Android phone is just actually... A slight case it's scan getting, over the better, yeah. over the Google one, or it's, it's yeah. increasingly that because people people don't actually want things to be festooned with other things, right? <laughs> yeah. So basically, Apple had it right all along. Well, they had it. Yeah, I mean, I, they had I some know. things right. They had some things right. Yeah, I always I always go I go back and forth on this a lot. Actually, I mean, it's obviously nerds argue about this shit day in day out, oh, but yeah. like it is it is a tough thing to you know to. Like which direction is better? I think is a fairly complex issue for sure. I was trolling. I, I, I know, I know, I know. But I think it is actually. Well, an there's interesting, something to be said if it's, if it's a area. condensed down singular piece of consumer electronics that's intended for a specific use. Mm-hmm. There's something to be said for the hardware and operating system to all have been made by the same team because yeah. there's just going to be a crazy harmonious thing there. But if you ever want to do anything yeah. other than its intended purpose, yeah, you're going to want to kill yourself. I, I can you tell you that, like for my parents who are in their 70s and 80s. The Apple stuff is like a, a miracle, you know. They well, they it's both you're use handing them a computer that is, is like, a, like a washing machine, right? Yeah, exactly. And I, I, you know, when it, when my mom wanted a streaming device uh, for I her she, TV, I thought you just said screaming device. <laughs> no, well, that's really she is a screaming device. <laughs> when 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 uh, when it came time to buy her one, like the choice was obvious for me. I just got her Apple TV. Right. Because it looks the same. Right. Right. It just is – she knows exactly how it's going to work. If I had to teach her Roku, which of course is but simple, but it's like another thing for my mom who's 75. Right. It was way easier just to say, here, look, it's right. just like your iPad, mom. Yeah, yeah, totally. You guys want to take a break for a second and then read reader mail? Sure. Okay. Yeah. 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 Video games. Is it this? And he's like, nope, it's not that. Like, yeah. is it this? Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up. Stop right. talking. Right. Video games. We're back. Ah. <laughs> now we're really back. Now, now that that's. Yeah. <laughs> we're, Vine opportunity missed. Episode art missed. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're back. Let's do some reader mail from you, the readers. Uh,. Jake just Jake just freaked out for a second. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, because if you have uh, a reader mail for us, you should send it to questions at idlethumbs.net. Yes, please do that. And then Jeff Green will personally write a response. <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> uh, Lyman Sang writes, Steam is weird. Hey, guys. So two weeks ago, my friend got me to play Counter-Strike Go with him. What I didn't know is that the, at the end of a match, there's a chance for a random weapon skin or chest to drop. The chests just contain more weapon skins, but require a $2.50 key to open. The skins have different rarity levels. So I sold a weapon chest and a skin for around $15. I'm sorry, weapon skin in the chest. 
I guess they were rare items because weapon skins usually sell for a few cents. I thought I could trade my Steam wallet funds with people, so I looked at a Steam game trading forum to find someone with XCOM to trade with me. What I found out was that you can't trade your funds, but people do use treasure chest, chest keys for TF2 and Dota 2 as currency instead. I guess Counter-Strike Go keys just aren't worth as much. So using my Steam wallet funds, I bought six Dota 2 chest keys off the marketplace and traded them for XCOM plus the two early DLC. Steam weird. Lyman pronounced Lehman from Queens, New York. That shit is bonkers. He's putting a lot of brain power into that. He could probably fix our economy yeah. <laughs> in, the, know, in the real world okay, with all that you know the, thinking. You know the crazy thing about that, though, <clears throat> is I think there is a like subset of Steam users who are hardcore Steam users in the way some people are hardcore players of a particular game who mm-hmm. just now that is just common knowledge to that class of person. Because so, the like, Steam metagame He's just playing this like, metagame. Yeah, yeah. Steam. yeah. Like, yeah. there are people who... who <clears throat> As far as I can tell, make money by exploiting minor differences in like <laughs> in exchange rates between Steam games by buying gifts and reselling them. How do you like, put that on your resume? I people have like <laughs> reputation and stuff though. It's crazy. People have developed like weird proto eBay kind of esque <laughs> um, systems where it's like you comment on their Steam community profile to be like would trade with again a plus plus. Like we were in the um, you know space base we. <laughs> launched in alpha a few weeks ago and some guy was like selling croatian versions like of space base it's the same as the regular version but just i buy it from my store and like you pay me this less amount and like you give me a tip of a dollar and then you have to buy my like dota 2 announcer pack that's like a cent so that i can trade something i don't even know how it worked but it was like this crazy (laughs) system of like of of ways of funneling money through Steam channels and then like co- like commenting on it to verify his authenticity like just wh- that's so much effort I know it you really just, is like, you save Starbucks. like a couple dollars like yeah. I guess I it is <clears throat> and that guy makes like a dollar you know like it's, <laughs> it's so weird it is so strange but it's an entire forced like it's it's a sub economy that people that somehow people have managed to traffic in. What do you think Valve thinks about it? Do you think they like I it or do you think no not? Idea. Because it, it seems like the sort of thing that Valve, based on the way that they've sort of treated the international Steam store stuff, mm-hmm. would not like. But at the same time, they're just increasingly gamifying the shit out of Steam, which feels yeah. like that's sort of a tacit... They're probably having like, the economy they, don't they get a piece employ of it, do they? to... Like, you know, well, they get a piece of everything. They don't. They, oh, I don't know. They don't get a piece of trade of the because a trade is a trade. There's right. no. There's, yeah, no right. dollars. there's no cut takeoff. But everyone, everyone, everything that anyone is trading, Valve got thirty percent of up front. Well, but there's yeah. not. They're yeah. not like Valve doesn't tax a used car. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they probably have their in-house economist like <laughs> writing. Fascinating. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That How, guy's. I that mean, guy's probably what they're actually PhDs doing left and right now. Probably what they're actually doing is they're. So any another video game company would try and stop that through traditional means. Valve is going to stop it by just finding out how they can make even more money off it and making it an official thing. <laughs> like that's you know what I mean? Like Valve is just yeah. going to find the way to be like, "Great, now introducing a brand new thing on Steam. This other weird way to like push mm-hmm. money around yeah, different boxes." Yeah, the, the virtual equivalent mm-hmm. of like there's all these people moving back and forth. Gabe Newell will sort of slowly slide a strange door into the in middle the point, of their yeah. existing pathway, and then suddenly everyone, including Valve, will realize they've now made 20% more money. They won't know exactly how that happened, but yeah. by walking through that strange door that got added in. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Steam. Steam. Steam is weird now. It's kind of a beast. Steam is actually 
a thing that's been going on right now because Apple put out the new version of Mac OS X and the new version of the Mail app that comes with it has really broken Gmail functionality and people are trying to get around it by just adding Gmail as an IMAP account. Mm-hmm. Which is like, you know, but that, like a huge increase in people doing that has now revealed to a ton of people how insanely far Gmail has drifted yeah, right. from what email is. The same way that like I think yeah. this stuff makes you go, whoa, Steam is not actually a store anymore. Steam is just <laughs> yeah, its yeah, own yeah. – like Steam has broken so far it's from like being what web. it's – Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, it's so weird. Yeah, that's, that's – uh, So yeah. true about Gmail though. It's like iterated so much. It's like well, practically like, unusable. There's, there's com- it's completely ambiguous <clears throat> between – what is tagged? What is a folder? What is archived? Ugh. What is a chat? Mm-hmm. What is an email? I don't mind it because I've sort of like boiled myself yeah. to you, death you in that in that, in that pot. World, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the idea of someone then trying to just add it as an IMAP account is hilarious to me because right. Right. you just can't think of it like that anymore. Yeah, I def- definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's like what Steam is. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Jake Rodkin writes Stanley Parable. Talk about portal and level construction. Oh, this must be a, a rogue audio clip from our Stanley Parable episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, this is the thing that I forgot to talk about when we were talking about the Stanley Parable. And uh, it's, I guess, kind of a spoiler, but I thought it was super fascinating. Like, did you guys play uh, the commentary tracks for Portal 2? I played some of them. No, I did not. Okay, one of the things they talked about in the commentary <clears throat> tracks for Portal 2 is the way that they were able to quickly iterate on levels when they were building them is they said, oh, fuck, we have portals. So they basically split their levels into big, into like the to discrete blocks, and then they just stretched out an effectless portal that was the size of the entire hallway, and just... Huh. <laughs> and just... So they could just say, oh, this hallway now links over here, actually, by just going... And just huh. changing where the portal would go. Uh-huh. So instead of having to reconstruct their levels and rebake sure. and split, like re-weld all their environment together and stuff, they just... Linked That's it all longer. together That's virtually. Yeah. It was really smart, but I realized I was I got to the um, I got to the part in the Stanley Parable where you're following the adventure line. I don't know yeah. if you yeah, and I deviated slightly from the adventure line and strafed off to the left. And as a file cabinet went past me, there was a wall behind it. And then when I went back over to the right, <laughs> it was just a load bearing pillar. And it completely blew my mind. It was the subtlest thing in the world. But I was like, oh, my God, they're just using the giant portal stuff that Valve yeah. uses to build uh. their levels. But they actually just used it to make a world that, it, like, that the, the sort of look of that game is so just, like, like benign or banal or yeah. whatever. Yeah. You, just, yeah. you don't notice because it is just all these, like, regimented columns and stuff. But then your view gets obscured for just a second and it actually is a world that folded in on itself <laughs> but the yellow line fucking Mobius stripped its way <laughs> through all of it and it somehow right. made sense. <laughs> and I, I know that if you follow the line you wouldn't notice it would just feel like you had to walk twice as long as yeah. you would but just by stepping out of it for a second and strafing around like that huh. like my respect for the level construction of that game went way up but that's also clearly what they use um, it's used all over the place in that game I think where you hit a trigger yeah, volume be, yeah. and then it just plops effectively a portal behind you which right. is how that game has you walk down a linear hallway, then suddenly you're walking in circles seven times, yeah, and, then you're, yeah. and then you're not. And it's a thing that just doesn't make any structural sense. Uh-huh. But that, seeing that thing where right. I strafed and I saw the world actually change was like, <gasps> yeah. I, I, uh, I immediately understood yeah, what they awesome. were doing. And it's cool uh-huh. that that game just is using portals. My like, favorite mm-hmm, version mm-hmm. of that that I saw in the Stanley Parable, um, I thought this was so so weird and interesting and good, is it's one of the parts where you're walking around like the same 
you know, in like a, just a circle and you're seeing the mm-hmm. same stuff again and again. But like one out of every like six or seven times. Like one room is gone. One room is just yeah. gone. And it's just like it's so subtle because you're still basically seeing like it's not you're seeing it's additional the things. Just you're just, sometimes, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And you're like, what? Weird. Like I, I probably didn't even notice that happened until it had already happened like two or three times. And then once I did, it was such a weird, biz- like strange choice. The places mm-hmm. where that game doesn't comment on what it's doing yeah, are some of the exactly. most exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's like, exactly it. Yeah. This is another thing I meant to talk about in the Stanley Parable episode, but I wish that game actually had a save game in it because. <laughs> It doesn't really matter technically. You can play it as many times as you want. Sure. But there are some things that only happen because you've been playing it for like two or three hours. Oh. Where like even just the room that your game starts in, occasionally you'll hit a random roll where you're playing and it's nighttime. Or like you're right. playing. Or the room and layout is different. The room layout is slightly different or it connects to a slightly different hallway. And the narrator doesn't comment on it, but it just mm-hmm. – it's just like 40% different. Or like mm-hmm. the color tone is different. Or yeah, like the, the cubicle layout is a hallway and, and then the rooms instead of the rooms and then the hallway. And you just like mm-hmm. – it just – it eats at you. But if you quit and start over again, you don't see that stuff until you get far right. into it again. But it does remember that you've played this much already. Like you're I, not starting over from the beginning. I think when you quit and come back, you are to start – it just wipes you. Really? I think so. I don't know. Because I feel like I've played it more than once and I didn't have to go through – Kind of the basic. Well, you never have to go through the basic thing. You could, you could. The first time you play through, you could do the yep. most esoteric playthrough in the entire world. It doesn't matter. Like the I very, guess you're right. The yeah. very first thing you can do is close the door and make the narrator go insane and have an existential freak out, <laughs> and then the whole world crumbles yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So like, it, it's yeah, right. That game, yeah. Like, I feel like it's okay to just spoil stuff because we didn't two weeks ago. Is that all right? I don't know. We how probably shouldn't can... spoil too much stuff. Okay, but... we should probably. I mean, uh, we if, there's, go, if there's a thing, if there's a point you want to make or a thing you want to say, like, just for Not really. It. I mean, the only thing I was thinking this morning about it was just, I, I was just marveling at the sheer amount of dialogue in that Oh, yeah, game. it's bonkers. It's incredible how yeah. much they recorded. Well, that's, uh, the, yeah, again, like, the same thing with playing the game over and over again. Every time you walk through the break room, yeah. the narrator it's, has it's a different thing to say. different thing. Yeah, he's yeah. crazy. Uh, there was one time when I played it, it, it that where, you know, if you just stay in the break room, he keeps yeah he keeps going yeah. and I just wanted to stay there I wanted to wait it out like hours you can't I, outlast him though he talks so much yeah <laughs> I couldn't he won in the end I couldn't <laughs> I was in, incredible like yeah yeah it's weird oh, I, I, I guess I won't spoil things but we got when we were playing through it we did one specific thing that deliberately left the narrator behind and the game was completely silent for a solid <laughs> like three minutes and that was actually super disconcerting because it was the first time <laughs> right. that I think we were playing that we were like have we actually broken the game? Right. Like, have we actually gotten to a place we're not <laughs> yeah. supposed to get? And then uh-huh. that one has like the most underwhelmingly stupid ending of the entire thing where we're like, oh, this is totally it. We figured it out. Oh, we're back in the room. Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, I thought the, the – well, I, it's not really a spoiler. I thought if you just follow his directions exactly mm-hmm. the whole way through, that one I thought was boring. Because Have you done that? Yes. I, I right. have not done that actually. Oh, you, you is it a spoiler? Through- I, so I, maybe I shouldn't say. I guess the reason that it's the reason that it, it, it is the most boring, but the thing that I liked about it, and it's the thing that I guess is the most surface level about the entire thing. Yeah. By following the exact directions of the guy, you <laughs> disable the mind control device and find freedom. Right. You win the game, and the guy just is like <laughs> the guy's just like you did it. You you defeated the mind control. You exhibited free will and found happiness, and right. then it's over. Yeah, and then you're like in a field. You're like yeah, in, you're a grassy in a grassy field, field then it fades sky. to white, and it's over. Yeah. So we spoiled but, it. Yeah. So whatever. We could probably. Yeah. I didn't do that the first time, and it made me wonder how many people just listen to what he says for the first time. The, 
the yeah, very I, first time they play it. I think that it's got to be reasonably low because the choice is so. so strong where the guy is just yes. like, and then he went in the door on his left, and you're like, no. The very first time I went off. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Well, I'm sure a lot of people No, I know. It. It's just the way you said so it. So there was something. No, there, no. There's something super funny about if you just follow the directions, you win. And you're like, yeah. oh, that was shit. <laughs> uninstall it. Right. 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 <laughs> Idle thumbs cabal. Only reason what is this game? game? <laughs> no game. Ten minutes. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's worth pointing out for Idle Thumbs Cabal supporters that we did loan the Stanley Parable team, the Idle Thumbs office, to do all their press demos. So yep. we like this game. That's one more, one more little dart one to more put notch. up on your, on your board no. there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I am part of the Cabal now, right? Uh, yes, you are. Yeah, yeah. Confirm that just uh, by being yeah. here. Uh, mm-hmm. Us saying that, it then cuts to that audio on a really tinny radio. There's a close-up of like a dirty hand connecting a red thread to another <laughs> push pin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like the opening credits of Seven Layer of just like right. yeah, grime. Yeah, yeah. I think this 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 speaks to your guys' success that you are. Oh, that we run a, an industry controlling cabal. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I would say that's. I guess re- we're not supposed to talk about the fact that it actually is true, right? Yeah. No, that's because we don't want to confirm <laughs> the fact that it actually is really real. Yeah. No, we're not supposed to talk about that. Okay. Sorry. Oh, yeah. we're just. I mean, I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> I know. You guys actually aren't a cabal. No, no, there's no cabal. There's no cabal. Yeah. Jeff Green was killed following anyway. the recording. <laughs> uh, I think we have one more email, which is, um, let's see. Hunter Simmons writes, GFW Bird Noise. He wrote, uh, this email is from January 21st, 2010. <laughs> I might have searched for Jeff Green and found what I could. Um, Dear Idle Thumbs, after Idle Thumbs closed down and after listening, this is when we were off the air for a little while, okay. um, for two years. Um after Idle Thumbs closed down, and after listening to the whole run of Thumbcast for a second time, I went back to my old podcast standby of Games for Windows Radio. While oh, listening God. to the April 16, 2008 episode, in which Jeff Green and guest <laughs> Elliot Chin are discussing their old habit of playing turn-based PC games instead of working, and how they would signal to each other across their separating cube wall whenever it was others' turn, I was surprised to hear a baboo that would make any thumb proud. I think it came from Sean Malloy, but it's hard to pick out for sure. Attached is a clip of the bird call. <laughs> uh, the Wizard, Hunter Simmons, Fort Worth, Texas. So now I feel like I have to just play this baboo bird call because I listened to yeah, it in the hallway a second totally ago. <laughs> Um, so here we go. Work. And then over the cube wall, we'd go, okay, you know, your turn or whatever. Yeah. That's some kind of thing. And then you'd all tab back. Yeah. And you know, can like a secret code. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's all. I just, uh, it's weird that that's the exact same sound. It is the exact like, same sound that we used to make on our stupid The podcast. end of every adult thumbs up was people going, completely unrelated. Which it was wow. actually, it was our deliberate. You didn't steal it from Sean no, Elliott? Uh-uh. It was our deep cut to GFW. No, it was actually us <laughs> mishearing Nick Brecken laughing through a set of headphones, <laughs> yeah. and then him making fun of his own laugh, and then huh. me making fun of his terrible sound that he was making because yeah. I didn't know he was making fun of himself. Yeah. Anyway, okay. that's how bullshit is born on a okay. podcast. I well, guess we, we steal. Just my point from, from that question was the sad fact that somebody called it Games for Windows Radio. <laughs> like, ugh. Like it was GFW. We never liked to refer to, uh. to explain that that's what it stood for because that was just an embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> Games for Windows Magazine. Oh God! Yeah. That was just a last ditch attempt to, attempt to keep. Yeah, computer I remember when you changed it. Yeah, yeah. getting it underwritten in part by Microsoft. Is that right? And then they were supposed to write like ten pages of, of quote unquote editorial, you know, advertorial. A sweet advertorial. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. And the the first time they ever did that, they submitted a screenshot. It was like somebody in MS marketing of like it was supposed to tout the new games for Windows screen, and it was a photo. It's like the one of those generic photos of like you know. 
happy looking model people also like a rainbow coalition of of, of ethnic groups all very clean yeah. cut and wearing izod shirts and they were holding fucking playstation controllers we're like if you're gonna use iphoto <laughs> for your own yeah. advertorial god damn that's impressive <laughs> So you, you ran it, no comment. Of course we ran it. No, of course we were like, ah. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> At least put the wired Xbox controller in their hand. <laughs> yeah. Man, also, I have to, sorry. God, so what, hold on, what, huh? what's new in Games for Windows Live? That article never ran. No. Because, yeah, okay. Just, I, Games for Windows Live finally shut down, but it shut down after like, it five, did shut down. Five Thank years God. of zero new features and zero. Oh, yeah, 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 Thank yeah, yeah, God yeah. it shut down. Every every t- I just installed some game. Was it Dark Souls on Steam? It Dark was some- Souls had games for Windows. Yeah, it was that. And Live. this was not that long ago. It still oh, yeah. had that overlay. It was uninstalled immediately. Yeah. Instant I, uninstalled. A lot of people pulled that stuff out. 2K pulled all the GFWL stuff yeah. out of their bio two. Ubisoft still has their fucking Uplay, though. Uplay. Yeah. Someone hacked my Uplay account last week. <laughs> I started getting these emails. It was Man, like... that's some desperate hacking. Yeah. I've got was, nothing left. Yeah, it was like... <laughs> Someone hacked my Udraw. <laughs> oh, man, Udraw. God, let me find this email. I started getting like weird emails from like, Uplay. Yeah, from from Uplay, um, which I you know I never I never use. It was, <laughs> hey Pavel, it looks like you recently made changes to your Uplay account for Pavel. your production. Like this notification has been sent to your email address. Uh, Pavel, someone in Pavel Pavel Rudenko like hacked into my YouTube and changed my password. Your YouTube? Am I sorry? My Uplay? And, oh, like, you Changed my. So I guess he got access to my copies of like. Driver San Francisco and Assassin's <laughs> Creed 2 or whatever like which I I mean I don't know I guess that's fine it was it was a weird choice it you was a weird choice of thing, Chris. of thing to hack your Uplay achievements my, yeah, yeah. my Uplay accomplishments oh. <laughs> I don't know they're probably just called achievements so. do you get achievements in Uplay yeah you get whatever they call them I mean they're the same you know they're the same that really you get lods yeah lods yeah it was a fu- it was a hilarious thing Uplay apparently um um Ubisoft is sticking with Uplay on the new consoles. Like, they got permission from, like, Sony or so. I guess, to, like... Why? I don't know. It's so weird. My favorite thing about Uplay is that it sounds like an off-brand thing. It doesn't even... (laughs) I mean, I know it's because it's Ubisoft, but it just sounds like... Well, it's Ubisoft. Let's pronounce it correctly. Oh, is it Ubisoft? It's ubiquitous software. Well, but it's French, so who knows? It's Ubisoft. Okay. I bet they would say U. No, U-B. they're they say Ubisoft. They're like oh, hard really? line about that. Oh, really? Yeah. If Ubisoft? you ever talk to a Ubisoft you person, oh, really? it's Ubisoft, ubiquitous. <laughs> so oh, it's not ubiquitous. U- Hopefully, they were originally the ubiquitous, the software, ubiquitous software corporation. <laughs> yes. So it's Uplay. 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 Um, like it sounds like a thing that would be. Um, like an online social network for tweens. Like that's what that's or what Uplay they, sounds like they, to me. They you know, like it, <laughs> affix this modeled white plastic tennis racket to your Wii uh, controller. Right. And the best thing about that yeah. is that the Udraw was like a THQ thing. Yeah, Udraw. Yeah, it wasn't U-draw. even. Yeah, like it was. <laughs> that was a, that was like they made like whatever hundreds of thousands that are now in a landfill. Yep. Right, of those yeah. Things. Yeah. Poor Udraw. Poor Udraw. Poor Uplay. Yeah, Udraw is just one of those things. It's like, how how did they not know? Uh, you know, Udraw's yeah. gonna wasn't say there company. anyone in any of those meetings who were just like, guys? We talked about this earlier. Did you? No, with oh, we you. did. Yes. Oh, we did. We talked about it in the context of Facebook entertainment. That's true. 
You mm. draw is going to save the company. It was the internal mandate. <laughs> I, I, uh, that was projected to be like the thing. That was because peripherals were huge right now. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's the future. Didn't uh, Warren Bushnell like had some chain of restaurants with some goofy name that sounded exactly like that? I'm trying to. Oh, think. the one where like you order from a fake iPad. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I think it was another U. Another U. It was called U. Eat. Yeah, it was yeah. something like that, and I can't remember what it is. It was Warren Bushnell. Was that his name? Noah. Noah. Noah Bushnell. Noah. Isn't it Nolan? I thought Nolan, Nolan Bushnell. There oh, we go. We great. all know our video game <laughs> characters. <laughs> you wink. You wink. It was called You Wink. Okay, Lowercase U, creepy. capital W-I-N-K. <laughs> oh man, yeah. that sounds like a really bad dating site or something. Though. Yeah, it's it's yeah. You wink. Gross. We're probably done. I think we're more than done here. Okay. We got out of it without talking about Resolution Gate. We didn't talk about Resolution Gate. We didn't talk about Dire Tide. We didn't. The two Mm. big scandals this week in gaming. Those air quote scandals, I guess. Yeah. FYI, if you're an investor in (laughs) U-Wink, by December 2012, it was trading at less than one cent. So, sorry. (laughs) Sorry about that. That one didn't go so well. Yeah. So, we don't have to get into Resolution Gate, but are you guys, do you guys pre-order either new console? No. No, I'm not planning on it. Me neither. All right. I was going to. confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to, and then I decided to just build a new PC instead. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. That's the way to go. I want both. I'm going to have both eventually. Yeah, I figure it's not now. At some point, there will probably be something that comes out that's compelling right. enough that I yeah, yeah, yeah. will feel like I have to go and buy it, but it's not mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. I fall, I've fallen into the launch cycle trap enough times that yeah. I'm really looking to buy a Wii U in a couple weeks, though, so that's going to happen mm-hmm. probably. Is that when something comes out, when Mario comes out? Mario 3D World comes out, and that's that's. Uh, so I will be buying a next generation console in the next generation console launch window. <laughs> it's the Wii U, though. Wait, so, that's yeah. the considered launch window. Oh no, of the other ones. The launch oh. window of the other ones. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I'll be going to GameSpot to buy GameSpot, GameStop. Wow, everybody does that. But I haven't in a long time. Sorry, Jake. I haven't said the words GameStop in a long time, right. I guess. Yeah, that'll, probably, that'll, that'll prevent that. Or GameSpot, actually. Sorry, GameSpot. <laughs> but yeah, I'll walk into a, a gaming retail store and buy a console. And Mario. And then I'll kick my feet like a baby when I die. Yeah. I feel like if I bought one of those new machines, I would have that techno-lust happy feeling for like a day. And then just go, oh, Right. There's nothing but instead, play. you can build a new PC that you're going to use for all your existing stuff. Then you know also that a couple months later, you'll be able to put the SteamOS beta on it, and then it'll feel like a new computer you're again. Right. right. And then you can buy an Xbox One sometime next year. And I will. Actually, I'll probably buy a PS4 first. I don't know. That's... I don't know. Actually, I didn't you buy, buy a PS4. PS4. I bought a PS3. Idle Thumbs endorses the PS4. Do you? Oh, you <laughs> no, get, it's that Sony uh, money hat. I bought a PS3 last year. That's how far behind I am. So, And no regrets. Yeah. Like all of a sudden I got to play all this great stuff that was all like heavily discounted. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's there really totally good. something for just buying a console way late in the generation and then just totally. Because the, the like just passage of time has like blown away all right. the things all the you don't need to pay attention no to. No one yeah. gives a shit anymore. If I never bought another console or another game again, I would have enough games to last three lifetimes. My oh, yeah, backlog is so yeah, huge. You would it's be ridiculous. missing out on augmented NFL games. <laughs> <laughs> that means a lot to me. What about cable pass-through to your <laughs> fucking additive experience? 
Um, yeah, you wouldn't yeah. be able to say pause to an eyeball that's looking at you from your entertainment center. I, How I, weird is that? That the I mean, I, it's old news. It's not new at all. But that the, the the new Xbox requires Connect to always be operational. Like, you but cover, you can, didn't the they say you can turn it off now? Stop. I think I think <laughs> you people can turn have complained it off enough oh, good, that they've backpedaled on that. Oh, good, okay. But the Connect is still passively on at all times. We all know this. To be true. Of course, right? <laughs> Even directly when, piped to the, the NSA. system is asleep, but the Connect is awake in case you want to use it. <laughs> right, yeah. I guess that's true. Weird. I don't know if it actually is. I made that up. But can can you say it. Xbox on? Because if so, that means that's the case. That doesn't mean oh, the Connect is watching you. The, well, the it means Xbox, it's listening to you. The Xbox is actually <laughs> deaf. Like if your microphone dies, the other senses get stronger, and the Connect can learn how to read lips. <laughs> So it's like Hal in 2001, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just watching us at all times. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, yeah, it's clearly just, if not now, soon. Like, right? Like, I mean, that's just sure. obviously what's going to happen. Like, with the amount of 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 um of control we've ceded over our personal information just means that sure, like, give us give it another decade, we're all going to have fucking mandatory, not yeah. mandatory, but like self imposed cameras in our living rooms that we've all purchased because they're attached to things we want to use. Right? They facilitate. You know, like they're going like, to convince us we want them. Oh, yeah. We're going to upgrade to the new one. Well, that's when your tooth starts talking to you in your sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's how it sounds. That was my tooth talking. That's weird. We need to leave now. This is over. All right. This is the most over that it's ever been. I have to to watch Sons of Anarchy with my wife. Yeah. You're super late. Yeah, it's 10. Thank you for starting. Goodbye, Jeff. (laughs) Thanks for being on the episode. Thanks for having me. Thanks, man. Thank you. Oh, you should tell people to write us on iTunes. Write to you on iTunes. Right? Okay, we're done. Write to Idle Thumbs on iTunes. I know what he's talking about. It's a real fuck up fucking disaster, (laughs) you fuckers. I loved Gone Home.